0: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been
1: loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is
0: The following is a presentation of the Force Center Podcast Feed.
3: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast Feed. I'm Ken I'm Joseph Grimshaw. We're here for episode 206, Poe and Finn's arcs in Rise of Skywalker. Oh, we're happy you're all here today. Hey, did you catch our episode yesterday Did we released yesterday? Because I assume everyone listens in release order to Force Center. <laughs> First episode of Clone Wars Report is up. We'll be talking more about that. Uh, hey, Joseph, we're going to dive into the big things here. How are you doing here? I'm uh, doing you, good you? here. Uh, yeah. I've uh, got a lot of energy coursing through my veins <laughs> today. Hey, I just re-
1: killed an energy drink.
3: Well, yeah. Well, it's, fun. it's not technically an energy drink. It's a 7-Eleven Gatorade. The sugar content makes it an energy drink.
1: <laughs> okay, it's an energy drink like Pixie Sticks <laughs> yeah, are an energy, an energy drink. drink. All right.
3: Uh, before we get too far down the path here, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll have our Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. I'm not going to spoil it, but looking ahead... I need to do that too. So uh, before we do that, some Star Wars and life adventures catch up, Joseph. What's been going on with you?
1: Yeah, I've been having uh, plenty of life adventures. It's a, such a good time to be a fan of yeah. pop culture. We were talking off air, and I was like, uh, Sunday night. I was like, Well, I'm still still watching some Star Trek to get caught oh, up, yeah. so I can watch this new uh, Picard show that has started. And oh, but uh, the Doctor Who. There are going to be a bunch of spoilers, but I got to watch the last episode of. Res- so I, it's a it's a good time to be a fan of many different things mm-hmm. uh but in particular for my star wars adventure mm-hmm. uh i had decided to go see the rise of skywalker one more time so my wife and i had seen it at uh Grumman's, uh chinese theater and great experience enjoyed the hell out of it walked out of it there is a i uh, gotta be a 15 year old kid with a cracking voice and a Kylo Ren costume going, take a picture with me. It's The (laughs) only time I've ever taken a picture with any of the, uh, the dressed up characters on Hollywood Boulevard. So it was a great experience. And then I I walked away from it and just was like, I watched the movie, Mm. but I didn't have my, in my mind, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Mm that this is the end of this you know for all of us personal journey yeah and for me you know a decades-long personal journey of, of seeing these movies so i just really wanted to see it one more time after we'd done all the reviews that we were gonna do you know i i had mm. recorded my episode of obsessed and uh, my my podcast where we always uh, discuss the star wars uh, movies and you know half of us really liked us and half of us didn't so you know it was a, a healthy back and forth okay. but it was a back and forth right. of like here some people go and here are the things i don't like and i just like i just didn't see this one more time reflect that this is the end and of the skywalker saga journey for the foreseeable future right and just enjoyed as that and i had this bizarre and fun experience. I went to uh, the Arclight Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of my, my home theater as it were, and that literal home theater, yeah. I wish, uh, but it actually kind of was cause mm-hmm. I, I grabbed a cocktail. she uh, can bring him to the theater and it was me, mm-hmm. my cocktail and one other guy. Wow. And it was the two of us seeing <laughs> the rise of Skywalker second to last showing. And then it left the Arclight no. Hollywood at like two in the afternoon on a Wednesday or a Thursday, yeah. a, it was a Thursday. Uh, And it was it was really just great because emotionally I was like, I'm just going to kind of watch this as a kid. I'm just going there for myself to reflect on the end of a journey. And then I was almost literally (laughs) by myself. And the guy got up and went to the bathroom twice. And then uh, Ben, spoiler, Uh Ben Solo dies. (laughs) Ben Solo fades away and the guy gets up and leaves. It really? never comes back, never and comes I, back. I don't. I don't know if it was like he was like, "You killed Ben Solo, <laughs> I'm done," or what it was uh, about. But you know, I tell you what, I, I still en- I enjoyed the film and uh, the super nerdy detail. I I've got I've got uh, different levels of teary every time oh, on, well, yeah. on Luke and Leia appearing and Ray Skywalker and Ray and like the, the super nerdy detail, like when Luke and Leia appeared. It, there's literally no one else in the theater yeah so i just i said out loud thank you <laughs> it's just it's so true like they yeah. they they're imaginary characters but they've meant so much to right. me and i think that end of that movie is about right celebrating their legacy and and honoring them and moving forward and, and it was really nice to just be able to totally feel that
3: that's a. That's a that's a a very touching tale and and it's, it's, I, I got to try to do this for myself. I don't know if I'm going to have the opportunity, but I, I've been seeing people in our Discord server posting about they're going to the sixth time and eighth time and getting and really having that final look yeah at the film and I think uh, that's pretty valuable. And if anyone out there has got the experience, and want to share share that story, go to if you're part of our Patreon page and go to our Discord server. Just tweet us um, your, your final. Hours with the uh, Skywalker family, so to speak. And again, yeah, more stories may come. I'm, I'm not going to complain.
1: No, I've lived through this <laughs> at the end of Star the Skywalker yeah. saga twice. So, I mean, it, there might be something, but, you know, yeah. I appreciate the finality. Yeah. The, the, the bloodline's gone. The lightsabers are buried. Yeah. Ray's taking the spirit and the name forward. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was my big Star Wars adventure this week. How about yourself? Any big life or Star Wars adventures? Yeah,
3: you know, just uh, working hard at home and a lot of a lot of a lot of things like that. And and uh, you know, I, I I I look at that. We always our, our Star Wars adventures always seems to revolve around Battlefront two more <laughs> from and I had I have to do a lot of research for the pro wrestling world for this thing I'm working on right now. And so my WWE app. The 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 link is kind of next to the Battlefront two. Oh uh, no, the like, pull. And I've only got to do the Sith Troopers once, so I get a so I haven't had any real Star Wars adventures, um, that much in the last couple of weeks, and and that's and that's been unfortunate. It's a weird time because of the theater the movie probably leaving the theater, and I'm not gonna yeah. get a to say, And I thought I've seen it four times, plenty of time. I think I only saw I can't remember the count. I only saw like Last year like three or four times in the theater. Yeah, and I'm just remember thinking. Well, that's okay. That's okay. These things get released so fast. You can see my, you know, TV's a pretty robust size, not a giant size. I'm not living yeah. Mark Ellis's life with his 75 <laughs> inchers. But, uh, you know, you get to enjoy these over and over. And I'm so looking forward to watching Rise of Skywalker in my own home. Oh, yeah. Without the anxiety of who, who's around me hating this movie or who, who's going to, who am I going to fight in the parking lot? Who's
1: going to look at their phone? <laughs> or, phone. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, I have general movie theater anxiety. This movie brought it out more. But then hearing, hearing your story, I'm like, yeah, if I can, I'm definitely going to try to experience it one more time. Not just for this movie, but for all of them. Yeah. So my adventures are adventures yet to come.
1: <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was beautiful to see it in the the big dark room one one last time. Ooh, last one last time. time, but it will be with us again soon in our actual homes. And
3: I've been hearing great reports of that Rise of the Resistance ride. Yeah. Galaxy's Edge sent some people who uh, friends of mine who were there texted me and that's got I still haven't had a chance to go to Galaxy's Edge at all, um but I'm excited about that, too. Yeah. More adventures yet to
1: come. Yeah, I've gotten reports from multiple friends who went to Disneyland but couldn't, couldn't get into get. the Rise of Resistance. So at least for right now, uh, those articles of, you know, is is Star Wars dead? Uh, <laughs> they'll have to hold on to those for a little just while when it comes little. to the Disney parks.
3: Just a little. Just a little. Uh, we, our main topic today is Poe and Finn's arcs and Rise of Skywalker. But as always, before we do that, we're going to jump into Star Wars news. And the first headline... What is old is new again. <laughs> See it again for the first time. More Tales of Kenobi. Click it again for
1: Click the first time. Click it again time. for the first time.
3: And we talked a lot about this last week, Joseph. We yes, about we did. about the fake news and everything. There was a little thing we discussed at the end of that discussion because... Last week, it was a bunch of fake Obi-Wan news. That hasn't changed, by the way. Yeah,
1: Dick Sussing Film.
3: Dick Sussing Film put some bad information out there. But we did say at the end, and I think it was Bresnikan and some other people, there were little things of, yeah, there seemed to be something with the production crew being released. Maybe that's the genesis of some of these rumors. We don't know, but that it's there. We we did talk about that on the show, which leads to this week. Yeah. Hey, it turns out it was true. (laughs) Um, Not the cancellation of the show. Nothing like that. More on that. (sighs) <sighs> here's how the best way for me to approach this, Joseph. Uh, I'm reading a lot from Hollywood Reporter, but Collider had some stories. Uh, Variety had some stories. Trusted names for sure. Here's what we know is real. The show's production has been delayed. Hugh McGregor and Deborah Chow still attached. Hossein Amini, the writer, no longer attached. Uh, sources say, the, most likely true, but sources say we were put it that. The scripts are, quote, too close
1: to the Mandalorian with an old guy protecting young kids um it's also rumblings that they're reducing the number of episodes six an- to four yeah maybe? another source said another source sources say <laughs> Just, yeah why not put in the the
3: real thing uh we do know that you know again yeah they're looking for a new writer uh ewan mcgregor was asked uh i think he spoke to several out, outlets at, at a red carpet uh, event for birds of prey yeah and and the way Owen, only Ewan can say it, he's just like, hey, this is not dramatic. Uh, the production schedule just just moved a few months. He basically said from August of 2020 to January 20, 2021, but that he felt the release date, which is not currently known to the public, but known to him, or at least felt, he felt it was, he didn't feel that would change. Now, again, that's not the final word. But well, that's just kind of the
1: feeling on the ground,
3: yeah. With the guy in, who is Obi Wan,
1: uh, the was guy like, who is suddenly bombarded at his different movie premiere with <laughs> yeah. what happened to your show, and he's like, "What are you talking about?"
3: Yeah, yeah, because he was in a limo, he got got out and was like, "What's going on?" Uh, and he and he he dressed with the 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 rumors. He didn't say my name, but just said the rumors of the creative differences. It called it BS. And he's got to be thinking, man, I just went through this. Lying about playing this role for four
1: years. <laughs> now that I've got the role, I still have
3: got more things there's to talk still about. Still on me. Yeah. So that's kind of the overall. That's where we're at. The end result. Hey, just calm down, internet. But that doesn't mean there's not some of these true things out. In fact, we talked about it last week. You might hear these stories. It's okay to ask. It's okay to our Discord server. We, we hey, is this real? But I'll tell you what. This was a pretty easy one because you start seeing some of these sites attached to the story. Yeah. Collider, um, uh, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, been around a while. Have people. Who are film reporters in the business not a blog or something weird occasionally those people can stumble onto information that's true that is true but here's where we're at so joseph that's the preamble of the tales of kenobi <laughs> where are you going
1: yeah i, I have some thoughts uh, about the kind of the fun actual what what's happening in the story yeah. stuff but i also wanted to talk uh briefly about just the state of the Reporting on the industry, industry, yeah. That it it seems to me from Ian McGregor's perspective, what he Mm. is saying is like, yeah. After everybody's attention was totally done on on episode nine, looked at the scripts a little bit and said, well, we want to, yeah. These are great, but we want to play with them a little bit more. So uh, we moved the production date back, but it's still going to come out the same time. Yeah. So to me, there is a little bit of like, yes, this is news, but it's also the same kind of news of like, you ordered a cheeseburger at a restaurant and then you burst in the kitchen and saw that, Hey, uh, the, the first one we burnt. So we started cooking another one, but it's going to be out at about
2: the same <laughs> time
1: and you're still getting your cheeseburger. Uh, to me, I feel like there is a little bit of like, yeah, it, it is news that the production is delayed. It is news that there's a different writer, yeah. but also to kind of take it with a grain of salt that this is the business of making creative things. And this is my, my Mm. bias is an opinion. Yeah. I kind of feel like, you know, Lucasfilm itself, probably these sources are coming from Lucasfilm. Yeah. I imagine myself at any job I've ever had. And if you had that job and you were told there are reporters who are anxious to hear Mm. and print Mm. any negative thing Mm -hmm. you have to say about your boss, Mm -hmm. then we will push it out into the world and everyone will believe it. Yeah, I'm not even saying that there are people with knives out for mm. Kathleen Kennedy. I'm just saying to be aware that sources within Lucasfilm mm. might have different opinions, might have yeah. different reasons, and you know, Collider's the first site to run this.
3: Yeah,
1: it's in Collider's interest to report mm. something that sounds like conflict. Yep, and I'm not saying they they added spin, mm. but if you look at it as hey, it was a slight production delay. From our perspective, we're retooling the scripts and we delayed the production a little bit. Not a big deal to us. There's no drama here. It still behooves everyone involved on the publishing side to make it as big of a controversy Mm
2: -hmm. as
1: possible. So Mm -hmm. for me, those are some of those big uh, grains of salt that I like to take things with. Mm -hmm. is, Is it really a sign of trouble or is it just the normal business of making a television show or a movie Mm. and it's getting reported in the most dramatic uh, catastrophic way possible so that we all smash those links. Yeah. Smash
3: those links. Every story. And this is to your point of, I don't think they had spin, but they're putting a spotlight on what they want. to. Every story that, that covered this news, the last three paragraphs Are always like, this comes at the end of a lot of bad news for Disney, Lucasfilm. (laughs) And they run through the greatest hits of all the controversies going back to when George sat down with Bob Iger in 2011. Like you hear that, and and I'm not saying none of those are facts or that they are interesting on some level and that they can't make that great behind the scenes book we all want. But that's also not the story. And that's not necessary. And so now your thought, your thought process is it's all linked. Oh, it's just mistake after mistake after mistake at all, Lucasfilm. Instead of what, 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 what you know, what they're all kind of saying, like, no, we're figuring it out. It's yeah. part of it.
1: We're in the kitchen cooking. Kath- somebody yeah. needed
3: a Band-Aid. Kathleen Kennedy <laughs> did say at an event, like, hey, the scripts are written and they're all great. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. I don't think she's lying because she's not going to be up there. Hey, guys, we have six scripts written. I've given Hossein notes on episode two <laughs> and three. He's working on the 30 pages in episode four. Like, you're not going to get that. But we get it now because this is how we view all industries. Imagine if there was all this this industry and uh, Force Center benefit. Like, we benefit off discussing Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. No one's going to lie. We're not going to lie about that. But could you just imagine in 1981, uh, Empire, they're making the sequel harrison's not locked up he doesn't have a contract
2: yeah
1: we heard it's because it, we didn't hear any of those stories right and nobody watched empire strikes back with pff, lame they told they changed yeah. han's story to freeze him in carbonite in case harrison ford doesn't come back <laughs> yeah. what you know what idiots are running this says you know?
3: army Archer of <laughs> variety you know like yeah um so uh, that's why I just say calm down. But it doesn't mean there's an, some stories here. Doesn't mean when this first broke, going from my personal from my personal journey through the story, when this first broke, you see it on Twitter, and I went, oh no, oh no, oh no, and then you click on it, and, you, and I, I go, oh oh oh, okay, yeah, and then boom, by the end of the afternoon, Ewan's
1: speaking, yep. Uh, with his uh his, his certain point of view, yeah, <laughs> like so. What you read, what you read, isn't necessarily correct yes. from a certain point of view, yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah, probably, probably, all these sources are reporting things to their accurate knowledge, yeah. But yeah. I think and maybe that's what, what what I'm struggling to say more clearly is these facts might be true, mm-hmm. but uh, we get to determine what we think they actually mean. <laughs> I mean, your cheeseburger. Example
3: is, it now takes number one place on food <laughs> references over my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, talk no, your, your
1: peanut butter and jelly is the dark but, and the light. Mm. Yeah.
3: Headline reads, burger burned before meal completed. It's not a lie. <laughs> yeah. But by the way, the
1: meal's still going to be completed. Meal still delivered. Patron happy. <laughs> Burped twice.
3: Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh, so do you want to talk a little bit about the actual the what it might mean for the story? If I think these, we should. If yeah, these things are true. Yeah, Cause,
3: yeah, because the meaning. I, I really liked what he was saying going into this when the, his name yeah. was announced. Some of the stuff he had worked on had fueled, seemed to you know f- fuel the decision to hire him, and and, and flowed right into the show pretty
1: well. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, where, where are you at with that? Well, I'm I'm really intrigued by some of these reports that allegedly uh, some of the story might have dealt with Obi wan not only protecting Luke but obi protecting Leia in some way. Yeah. That one I hadn't uh, really considered and it really grabbed me mm. as being cool and interesting because, yeah, in, in the hologram, Leia says, you know, you served my father in the Clone Wars, but mm. that could just be sort of a reminder of the foundation of this relationship, but yeah. it absolutely doesn't preclude having interacted or met, uh, right. met him in any way. And Lucasfilm has been telling... Uh, various authors know to adding a idea of why Leia and Han named their child Ben. Mm -hmm. I've been saying, just leave it. And that suddenly occurred to me of like, ooh, Mm. if there's something in this long gestating Obi-Wan story that was about Ben Kenobi spending some time with Leia, Mm. is that going to be a little bit of a, I know that they had a little bit more of a bond than we ever realized. And that's Mm. part of where... Where Ben Solo came from. My media thought, you know,
3: yes, my media thought is, well, no, because she says, and, and then it's like, well, she also got have no true real memory of that guy hanging out with dad, you yeah. know, having weird meetings and I'm five or six and now, you know, it's his name's Ben and now I'm going for Obi-Wan. I don't know the, yeah, last, the last name I didn't know, you know. Yeah. There's, like you said, nothing... Nothing should make a a, a fan of of this character or this potential show be like, no, no, no. Just hear it out in concept.
1: Yeah, because she doesn't ever say, I've never met him, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it... I definitely say I'm going to... I'll say I grew up thinking they've never met. Yeah, because she doesn't say... Remember, yeah. you guarded me from yeah. some, you know, pirates when I was nine. She yeah. says, but you if you served my father in the Clone Wars. But yeah, if you're flying around the galaxy and this is happening and, and go, I need you to go find
3: Obi-Wan Kenobi serving the Clone Wars. I'm not going to tell you that he was also that guy, Ben, that hung out for a week. <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's very interesting. What do, you, what do you think about the reports that it might have been too similar to Mandalorian with uh, with Ben, Obi-Wan Kenobi? protecting someone
3: that sounds like a real big corporate note if true Mm -hmm. a total rumor this is total rumor I had heard one story that the Mandalorian was being developed and the Boba Fett movie was being developed and the two teams never met and so Mm. at some point you know Trank leaves or they asked Trank to leave whatever's going on Mangold or Daldry's on board all those kind of things you heard At some point, they look down the hall and we're like, wait, are you doing lone bounty hunter with mask Rome's galaxy? Yeah, we are. (laughs) Oh, oops. Um, I don't know how true that is. Yeah. So but I only bring it up to say like, hey, if that happened on any level, maybe it could happen again. Yeah. But also, especially if this was based off the movie that was being developed back then too. Like, yeah, so there's yeah. a lot of ways. I don't put too much stock in it, but it's definitely
1: floating around enough, yeah. sources say. Yeah. So. Well, and how do you take it? Because uh, some of the reporting has it, that massive rewrite of the scripts, changing mm. the number of episodes. Mm. And you and McGregor was saying really good scripts, and they're just making sure they want them exactly, yeah. you know, a s- certain way. W- what are you feeling? What are you believing in all that? Uh, it might be, that would make, it's weird that it would be then the six to four,
3: you know, and again, he's not going to say that on a red carpet. The scripts are great. We only, now, now only now only have four of them, which also might mean why you're still hitting your release schedule.
1: And it might also just be like, you know what? We want to go bigger with the budget, bigger. so let's tell a little bit less story and we can go a little crazier with yeah. the budget.
3: Um, it, that's a lot, but I'm okay. I definitely, I do not want to watch this show and think, man, that could have been shorter. Because, <laughs> you know, you don't want that at all. Yeah. Well, they'll talk to the Game of Thrones people of making you feel you want more. It's tough. You're, you're never going to hit the right amount, maybe, if the show's working great. Um, but I'd rather, because we know the show's not going to be just old man sitting in desert, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of that. I'm sure there's going to so be some some desert sitting. How much can you take And 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 you know i could probably take 10 episodes of him just at a campfire but i know a lot of people couldn't yeah so i think it's an okay decision I, I, again not too much into it wait for an official announcement and i'd be slightly bummed if it's just four
1: yeah but, but if thinking, they're four great but episodes great. right yeah. then if that's i want them to be ever whatever amount is needed to tell the story they want to tell yeah. yeah that's that's the
3: old uh the old uh statement that really works for me and and this would open up the idea to do this. Now, you know, there's no pressure. We could get someone, an actor, to we could get, uh, you know, Finn, uh, a Finn series and, hey, John, you just have to do four episodes. Yeah. And maybe, you know, I, I know he, he and Oscar Isaac seem like they don't want to do, some, do Disney Plus, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's going to be less of a commitment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I like that. I like it. But we'll see. We'll see what next week brings. (laughs) We'll see what next week brings. Uh, The next story here, a little comedy, a little levity. levity. Uh, Adam Driver, Kylo Ren himself, uh, he broke out Kylo Ren again for an SNL sketch. He hosted SNL for the third time this weekend. He always brings it uh, when he hosts uh, the show. And uh, the first time he ever was on, they did the famous undercover boss sketch uh, with uh, Matt, the radar tech. And that became quite a household name. So, Joseph, do you feel <laughs> the same thing is in the future for Randy the intern?
1: Maybe not. Can lightning strike the exact same place <laughs> twice? Maybe, maybe. I, I thought the, the sketch was uh, was really fun. Um, it, it met the radar tech, felt like a, a, such a surprise. And while Randy the intern was funny, they did sort of lean into the, hey, he's trying to pretend to be a millennial, which is a little bit, yeah. I think, like... A little bit of uh, real world real human world, that yeah. isn't is attached to to Star Wars. Yeah, uh, I agree. And especially like the way he's like the way like Matt the radar tech outfit was used in an episode of Resistance and yes. like put in canon. Yeah, uh, Randy the intern uh, <laughs> with his <laughs> very contemporary look, Earth look. I don't think is going to be in canon anytime soon. I don't think so. Uh, very funny. There was my favorite moment was the uh, when they're talking
3: about not caring about Ray and he just leans his. Wolf. I care about her story I like, do I, I, I do, do I do yeah
1: <laughs> that that was my I love that and yeah. the just the quick shot of uh, when the mouse driver rolls and like stop moving stop moving <laughs> an immediate uh, yeah gifable moment. driver is so funny
3: I did watch a lot of, I, I'm an old school SNL fan a lot of us are uh yeah, I, I haven't watched the last couple of years uh for no reason just time but um I love watching hosts that just go for it, go outside of who they are. Uh, And he is also just a talented actor in that catch up scene like he was acting (laughs) in it, man. It was great.
1: That was the last sketch of the night, right? Yeah, I think it was a a, a
3: 1250 slot. (laughs) Um, This got me thinking, though, in covering this news story, wanted to a lot of people talking about it this weekend. Uh, What is your favorite piece of media, Star Wars media, not officially from Lucasfilm? I'm not necessarily talking about the bigger parodies, but just little tiny things that have popped up.
1: Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this, and I think I think it's got to be the Weird Al songs. Oh yeah, both Yoda and the Saga Begins, and you know, see him do those in concert. That's mm. so all out. You know, it's they're. they're the Yoda song when I was a kid was like yeah. what, is Star Wars in some other context, and like you know, I, I kind of got that it was a parody, but it's also like, Yes, yeah. listen to man sing about Yoda and Luke, yeah. good, good, more good. Star Wars. And the saga begins, and the, the whole story behind it that Weird Al was putting together the yeah. plot and sitting there right. watching the movie, going, I already <laughs> recorded it, I hope, I hope, it. I hope it's spot on, it's you know, good, yeah. And they're just, I think they're they're funny, they to me, they're the, the kind of Star Wars comedy I like where they do poke fun at Star Wars, but in such a uh, big, open spirited way. Yeah. For me, it's uh, always going to be the Muppet Babies uh, episodes. Oh, yeah.
3: I have not seen those in a million years. i got to look those up. Mark Ellis and I will will just wax poetic about those while waiting in airports or in (laughs) hotel lobby bars. And how we both experience the same thing where once you saw one of them One of the episodes of Muppet Babies with Star Wars on it. Every Saturday morning, you'd be like, are they going to do it again? Are they going to do it again? And then (laughs) then they kind of did it again. And you're like, oh, oh." it
1: is the same way drugs work. Yes, it's
2: exactly.
1: (laughs) Give it to me. Will the high be as good this time? (laughs) So those are some of mine.
3: Uh, we'll, uh, We'll see if there's a third sketch in the series. I'm sure he'll host the show again. Yeah. Five Timers Club in his future. Uh, Speaking of clubs, hey, Disneyland After Dark, (laughs) Star Wars night. We got it. It's an event coming to Galaxy's Edge to help open Star Wars Celebration in August of 2020. I've never been to a Disneyland After Dark event, in part uh, part because they're real, really popular. Yeah, real hard to get into. Real hard to get into. And this is is going to be a hard ticketed event, which will take place (laughs) on Thursday, August 27th celebration, of course, runs through uh, 27th through Sunday, August 30th. Only four days this year. That's probably good. This is my favorite note. There's a lot of things on there that are normal to theme parks. But this Disneyland After Dark Star Wars night will include a galactic dance party. <laughs> Actually, they say galactic dance parties. Oh, multiple. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say this right now. I don't think I'll be attending this. I
1: think if it's hundreds of Aki Aki leading <laughs> yes. the Galactic Dance Party, maybe. Yes. yes. Yeah. It sounds amazing. Oh, I probably you. won't be there. I mean, I'd love to be there. Yeah. This, this, is, this is the thing for me is like sometimes the ticketed events that many, many people want to go to, yeah. they just they stress me out yes. Like about yes. trying to get the ticket, you know? And getting, getting your hopes up and then not getting in. And I just, I never <laughs> want my fandom to be predicated on. Did I get a Good ticket t- 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 or t- t- not? T- you know? Mm. And uh, it, again, this is my baggage. Yeah. But no. these kind of events are like, yeah. I mean, if somebody just contacted us and said, Hey, we like your podcast here, uh, yeah. here 10 tickets, bring your friends and be like, yeah, yeah it'd be great know. to go. I'd love to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I'm not re- requesting or demanding that. In yeah, any way. no, 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 no. If there was easy, if, if it only worked that way. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. No, it's just uh, it, it, you know, bless them, the people who know how to yeah. work every ticketing system and get into things. I don't want to. Oh, the stress. <laughs> you
3: you and I are similar in that regard. Uh, say concerts. Like I haven't been to a concert in a while. Going to a big concert at the Hollywood. Bowl. Well, actually, I've been to the, like the Game of Thrones, but like people bought tickets for me.
1: Yeah.
3: My, my sister's, uh, uh, my, my girlfriend's sister and her, and her husband, I'm going to a concert at Hollywood bowl this June and I had to buy tickets myself. And I, I almost <laughs> bailed. I almost bailed through the ticket process. Yeah. Cause it's stressful. Cause it was expensive and sold out and, and it's counting down. And, we're gonna do it. and then I'm like, who am I I'm paying this much for this ticket? And who's going to be sitting next to me? Could be some weirdo. I don't know. <laughs> and I almost bailed and I had to force myself to go. So I'm, I'm like you too. I don't want to disappoint fans. We are intending
1: to be at Star Wars Celebration in some capacity. But we still haven't worked out the details. We of don't that. even know. Uh, yeah, and I was I was slow on the tickets in that. Uh, you Me, know, Joseph, I don't even technically have tickets. Yeah, yeah, we don't. Yeah, I
3: technically don't have a past Star Wars Celebration. Uh, Joseph and I might be staying around the corner at my grandmother's house. Um, yeah, let's talk more about that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things. Does she give out hard candies? Um, a Russian perishkis. Oh, if, if she can make it. She, she's also 95 now, but my aunt's there. Maybe she'll make them. <laughs> um, but the, there's an Apoyo Loco they, uh, we, go, we can go to. Um, the problem is, like I'm just like you. When I saw the story, I went, oh, that'd be fun. Down there at Celebr-? Nope.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, nope. too, too stressful One to night, try to get. Two, him. I can't do nope. it. Nope. can't do it. I have to say, from the description of the events, yeah. Uh, look, I, I would love to go to any Star Wars party where there's galactic dances, but man, having having been to Batuu, having been to Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge, the stuff that's real specific to there yeah. is so cool. And the fact that they that it's going to be set up around uh celebrating uh Twin Moons Eclipse Day, mm-hmm. so it's not just generic. Oh, that's hey, so stormtroopers are doing a dance, like you can see in a GIF, uh, that it's going to be, it sounds like it'll be, like, everything in Galaxy's Edge is in-world as possible, and the idea that this is a specific holiday that we're celebrating on Batuu, that's the part that absolutely throws me cuz it's unique and specific. So what you're saying is galactic dance parties are now canon. <laughs> exactly. That's what.
3: <where> <laughs> Every time you bust a move, <laughs> it's canon. Uh this really happened. Final story of the day and it's a big one. It broke uh, last week our, our chance to get to uh, talk about it. Uh Clone Wars season 7, we know it's coming February 21st and we got a trailer and man It was pretty dang good. They do trailers so well at Lucasfilm. Yeah. Every one of them works. A lot of the animated shows. And even to the point where sometimes, uh, even Star Wars Rebels, a show that I love so much with all my heart, I'd be like, man, that trailer was great. But now that AB5 singing in space, that wasn't in the trailer. I don't know if I like this as much. (laughs) Their trailers are so good. It it sometimes creates these uh, expectations that can't be met. But this one. I think this is going to meet all of our expectations. The Clone Wars Season 7 trailer looked amazing. Joseph, uh, we're not going to do a full breakdown here, but what's some of your favorite moments?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think my, my favorite thing uh, uh, overall about it, why mm. it was so thrilling, yeah. is this is such a story of we know what, but we don't know how. In mm. all of the new details and nuances that we're going to discover, I think that's what was so thrilling about it. The fact that it was kind of you know, voiced by mm. Maul yeah yeah right and we we've seen as, as particularly in like the trailers for the sequel movies that we were led through them by our heroes right yeah. so to have maul and the way he's talking like he really has knowledge of the fall of the jedi and the death of the uh the republic yeah it's, that's really thrilling and seeing quick shots of ahsoka and obi-wan and anakin and in the fact that the way it's structured you're like i, I want to see that happen like yeah well, and, I I know exactly what's going to happen, yeah. but how, how, how does it all fit together? What does it make them feel? You know, how explosive are those scenes emotionally? Like, that's the part of it that's so thrilling. I really love the use of Maul and the
3: focus on Ahsoka. We just did uh, our Clone Wars, first episode of Clone Wars Report is up. Like I said, focusing on Ahsoka Tano, the triumph of Ahsoka. This is really her series. We've talked about it. When you really put all six, now seven seasons down, it's a story of Ahsoka Tano. Yep, there's a lot of big characters in it. Don't get us wrong. <laughs> but to see it that it's come down to Maul v. Ahsoka. Yeah, in, in a lot of ways, not just not just an actual fight, but just that he's hanging over it, Mandalore, her getting involved, everything. Uh, I really just, I'm, 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 I'm really thrilled for that. Really locked in on them to fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was thrilling. I think for specific moments, uh yeah. Just hearing Ahsoka literally say, "You know, we're supposed to be keepers of the peace, not soldiers." Mm-hmm. That's so exciting to see. Like in this in this time, that's what she's reflecting on. She is. As the war is about to end, she is really reflecting on the war was a mistake. Yeah. That's so juicy and interesting to me. Uh, and then Rex saying, We clones have mixed feelings about the war. Without it, we wouldn't exist,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is when he, mixed feelings would imply two feelings. Yeah. And the second feeling would be, well, We don't, we're not happy with it. We don't mm-hmm. want to be doing it. Is that what's being, you know? Implied is that what we're going to hear more of, and, and you know, two of the triumphs of the Clone Wars have been this growth, this arc of Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and just the huge amount of uh, great storytelling and moral responsibility that the clones are people and individuals, mm-hmm. and the fact that that one line says so much, so much interesting stuff about the clones being individuals and humans. It's also, we, we've talked, we talked about the Ahsoka
3: episode yesterday, you know, Star Wars, George is put in a big fight. Like, I think there's this wonderful beauty in the Attack of the Clones uh, Geonosis sequence. Yeah. Or uh, it's just beautiful shots and everything. It's like George is given us this beautiful war, but he's showing us, he's using that to show the ugliness of it. And that's kind of part of what George's does. And now, you know, and by the way, his his fingerprints are still going to be on this because a lot of this we believe was older material. Yeah. It was supposed to be completed anyways. Now they're getting a the chance to do it. Um, so that line in particular, I really like it. you brought it up because it's it's like, hey, this exists because it's war. And I, I'm sure in some level the clones live for this in a way. Uh, there's, it's
1: their purpose, right? There's
3: a beast in every man and it stirs when you put a sword in his hand. Like Jorah Mormont, Game of Thrones. Like I can see them being like, we love to fight, but we don't like it. We we be exposed to it because now we're finding our individual humanity. Where three years ago we were like coming off an assembly line,
1: right? And if and we came off that assembly line, going fight for the republic, fight, fight, and fight. over time we're like they're like, well, what's the republic? There's so much of the Clone Wars where they're fighting for their brothers, yeah, or they're they're fighting for the Jedi who have mm-hmm. led them, but do they get to experience? what the alleged value of the Republic is, or are they starting to question like Like what's going to happen? We're, we're fighting to stay alive, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we don't, we didn't get a choice to say, yeah, we understand the political dogma of the Republic and we think it is superior to the separatists. Like, yeah. And I think there is room to get into that level of philosophy.
3: Absolutely. And you say, you know, you saw how Pong Krell treated them and then, you know, uh, how how Jedi form partnerships and bonds with these clones yeah. has always been a focus. Tying back to Ahsoka's line, I love I love that it's a direct just spotlight on that concept that I think a lot of us here really in that Star Wars bubble are used to. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's part of the, what the the Star Wars uh, prequels were there to show that, hey, the Jedi got involved in something that maybe they shouldn't have gotten involved with. Yeah. George was saying that. But you did that. That was not the part of the public discussion. 02 <laughs> and 05, and even New. even when you hear people talk about what they like about Star, I want to. I just want to see some Jedi grab a lightsaber and kick ass. Great, great, great. I do too. But for what reason? Yes. <laughs> and For to have a to be like we shouldn't have done this. Those cool fighting things that we did that people loved. We shouldn't have done this.
1: Yeah, that's fascinating. Big stuff. Yeah, nice and juicy. Mm. Uh, so we Are going to talk other, about other, that? you have any other little moments? Uh, uh, you know, I I, I love the close-up of Maul's eyes. I tweeted a joke about it, but, yeah. you know, I, I continue to love Maul, and we know so much more about Maul. We know his end at this point. Uh, right. We, we, if you read the Ahsoka novels, you have some hints about what's going to happen immediately, but yeah. it is juicy stuff right now where he's still trying to hold on to mm. Mandalore. He's lost uh, a, a lot, yep. you know, and, and to see him... You know, as as Freddie Prince described him that in his yeah. great rant. Yeah. As the, the Sisyphus of like, I have no purpose other than to dominate and hate because it's, it's all I've ever had. and It's not working out for me, but I'm going to keep, keep trying like, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Darth Sidious pulled the football away. Yeah. but I'm going to try to kick it again. Like that—that <laughs> like, that, kick, that is the 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 charm and the tra- tragedy of Maul. And I yeah. feel like we're going to get to really simmer in that.
3: Oh, man, that's uh, uh, my expectations are now even higher than they were. What about you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the 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 big thing uh, Hmm. uh, uh, that that people are talking about is it happening. looks like it is going to go into the events of Revenge of the Sith. I think that's huge.
3: So there's this one shot um, of Anakin in like a hologram Padme she's very clearly pregnant she's got her hand on her stomach and she, and and then they're doing a hologram handhold so yeah. romantic and i saw a little hubbub little hubbub of well this destroys canon cuz then she reveals in revenge of the sith there i i absolutely believe and we've known that this is going to go past the movie might go into the movie we're going to see uh, we thought you 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 were talking off air, but Rex in Order sixty six. Yeah, I
1: mean, I feel like yeah. that's uh, again we from the Ahsoka novel and from their appearances in Rebels, we have a little sense of what that that you know that Rex and some other clones didn't got their chips out and, and right. didn't participate. Uh, these shouldn't be spoilers because they're known Star Wars our, lore, yeah. and it's again we know the what, it's the how. So I mean, I I have always thought like, oh yeah, um, we'll probably get that story. Cause that's the story of the clones and this is yeah. their story. Right. And, and Rex is our real main perspective clone.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, so it didn't occur to me though, that in order to tell that story for the clones, that we would need to move in inside the story of, mm. of, uh, revenge of the Sith. Right. But if we're going to move within the story of revenge of the Sith for the clones, that we might actually move into it for Anakin or Obi-Wan or Padme is so good, okay, yeah, so exciting to me. I am more excited for that than I thought I would be because that
3: shot uh, is, is you know, immediately like, okay, wow, we're past the events, but not before the turn. And then I believe in, a, you know, we're not doing a frame by frame, but there's that one shot of Ahsoka on the bridge of a, looks like a Star Destroyer, maybe going through hyperspace and she's having a clear... Oh, oh! Something just something in the force just happened.
1: She looked like she is having a reaction to Order sixty six. Yeah. Is my my guess? Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. And I think the voiceover at the time, Maul's kind of even addressing something like that. I don't want to get too specific there. So now I'm excited because one of the things I loved about the Legends novel, but Darth, uh, Darth Plagueis, uh, James Lucino, is it goes up past. Phantom Menace. And the whole time you're thinking, oh, this is going to take me up to Phantom Menace. Oh, no, it goes past Phantom Menace. Again, legend's not canon now. And I love what that did to me. It it made me look at scenes in a different way. Gave me new context. It it opened up uh, some some corners. And I think that can work. It could also be bad. Yeah. Um, But I I trust this. And if we're going to go into some of the moments of Revenge of the Sith, we hear
1: Mace say his I think there's a plot to kill. I I sense a plot to destroy
3: the the Jedi. Yeah. We see Caleb Dune, We
1: we, you know, we, oh, yeah, yeah, young, young Padawan yeah, Caleb, yeah. Caleb Dune. With, yeah, uh,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I don't know how far it's going to go in. I'm not, I'm not going to expect a, three episodes of, you know, the Battle of uh, Utapal from another angle, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really intrigued by because it, it could really add to the prequels.
1: It makes sense to me if they really, because at one point I thought, oh, this will walk us right up to Revenge of the Sith and it'll end with Anakin right. and Obi-Wan in the ships. You're know, like, they got to go. Yeah. It, and I hadn't been thinking, like, no, but. In order to finish telling the story of the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and just finish telling the story of the clones, you gotta go through yeah. Order sixty six because that's the end of the clone stories up to a point. Yeah, so that is really thrilling to me, and I, I know you know people are concerned about the hologram, and I I really trust Filoni. Yeah, to not break the canon of Revenge of the Sith, I am getting dangerously excited. Yeah, about him tweaking the mm. canon yeah and by tweaking the canon i mean like like his episode uh, well i'm not going to talk about it there's a mandalorian thing i really like yeah, yeah. um where still still trying to keep it uh, <laughs> keep it clear for those yep. Uh, yep. Uh, three or four people in europe uh, thank you for listening anyway i i think there is moments where the clone wars has added another dimension to a well-known event mm-hmm. or even rebels yeah that only add to it and if you're still dealing with we're going up to the movie up to at least order 66, Mm. then there's room for, we're going to, are we going to play with what happened to Padme? Yeah. Mm. Since a lot of people have always felt like, Mm. Hey, this character is a little underserved in Revenge of the Sith of how exactly did she die? Or like, uh, 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 could he want to add dimension to that? Could. Oh, Oh, Oh,
3: could he, could he add in some moments from those, you know, not the direct moments, but the deleted scenes of her early days forming the rebellion, early meeting with those centers. Yeah. Uh, you could go that way. Or to her literally to explaining more about the death, which is is not received well by a lot of people for understandable reasons. Like, oh,
1: yeah, dangerous, yeah. Excited, dangerously dangerous excited excitement. is a good word. I, if we don't get it, I get yeah. It. Yeah. And it, and it. There's only so many episodes. I do think <laughs> the, the focus is Ahsoka and the clones. We know Anakin, yeah. Obi-Wan's story. Padden Maze, we we know yeah. the story. The scene that I am so dangerously uh, excited for the possibility of, if we're going to follow Anakin into the movie, I desperately want the some scenes of the assault on the Jedi Temple oh, led man. by Anakin. Yeah. Every time we've talked about it, yeah, the my one of my biggest things if I could add something to Star Wars is seeing him really give into that anger, seeing him. March on that temple, encounter a bunch of pompous Jedi, and see him feel yeah you told me not to care about my mother, you kept me from her oh yeah you you let her die, you lectured me, you feared me f you i'm gonna and see him, yeah, open himself to that anger, yeah, in that in a way that is you know that is that's built on what he's experienced that. I mean, it, it all, the story worked for me that yeah. that he is convinced that in order to to access the dark side, in order to save Padme, he needs to truly access the dark side. Yeah, but how is he, as a person, going to do that by going to what it, he is angry about, what has hurt him, and blaming the Jedi for it and cutting them to pieces? You could see him fighting Syndraic. You could actually
3: see yeah, that you fight can see, and more you can than just a hologram. Shot.
1: See the you know the pompous lecturing mm. from Syndraic that makes him. You know, get to that place of evil where he yeah. where he is consumed, where he where you understand we're, why he cuts down the younglings, because he is open himself to anger that much. We're just going to see that, right? That's not a request.
3: Master Anakin- <laughs> <laughs> and now the final scene of the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Hey, look, uh, you and I are having a little fun here. We will have tempered expectations. We'll speculate responsibly. Yeah, but
1: that's irresponsible speculation for sure.
3: That's why I love what we've seen in this trailer of, of going, oh, because I'm like you going into this uh, when it was announced. Like, oh, gosh. Or even when you would tell friends at parties. Yeah. Oh, they were going to do another season of Clone Wars. And it was going to end right up to the events of Revenge of the Sith. Imagine the final shot being the Jedi Starfighters going into battle, which, believe me, would be cool. Yeah. But I'd like now that we
1: could go past it because it's not the it's not the end yeah. until you you get to the end from from the perspective of the clones in yeah y- you got to get up to order 66 right
3: yeah i think you do and look uh, well you know a lot of that to this series is given a little bit more depth and life to the character of padme so that's could be part of this as well as mm-hmm. finishing her story in some way in another way or adding levels to it like you said wow well clone war season 7 comes out february 21st it is weekly we yeah. know this is weekly, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, because a bunch mm. of various Lucasfilm people confirmed in yeah. tweets and calls and stuff like that. It's
3: great. We're looking forward to it, and yes, as we mentioned, the Clone Wars report is up here on Force Center, and uh, because our UK friends don't officially get Disney Plus till right now, March 24th, we are going to continue kind of trying to avoid spoilers yes. as best we can. We know some of you appreciate it. We know a lot of you out there, I don't blame you, have found a way to watch Mandalorian <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum Saves the world world, wherever that Disney Plus show is, <laughs> um, on, on, on your own ways, in your own ways, and no judgment here. I
1: think you just pitched a
3: good <laughs> Jeff Goldblum sequel. <laughs> sequel. Um, but we're going to try to keep that until it's available to everyone on March 24th.
1: Yeah. And then the, so the episode's broadcast on Friday, and just like we did with The Mandalorian, Clone Wars Report will be on Monday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we launched that first episode uh, yesterday, and then we're going to be doing some more getting excited about Clone Wars leading up to it, and then we'll cover each e- new episode on Monday
3: absolutely going to be a good time going forward. See, still a great time to be a Star Wars fan. That's the news for this week. Uh, we are going to take a quick break, but before we do, we want to do a force center recommends an audiobook We think you should try out on us.
1: That is right. This week we are recommending, not surprisingly, Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston. Uh, This book is a fascinating read. It's an adventure of Ahsoka, but there's all sorts of canon that is now super juicy when it came out, but it's now extra relevant to the Clone Wars. Uh, So give it
3: a listen. I'm going to do that as well because I need to get back into this book and refresh my memory. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash Center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Center for your free audiobook. On the other side of this break, Fo, uh, Fo, Poe and Finn, <laughs> their arcs in Rise of Skywalker will be in focus. We'll see you then.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
3: And we're back here on Force Center, and it's time to take a look at the rise of Skywalker. We've been doing this. The movie's out. We've been digging into things uh, that we love about the film, questions we have about the film, big stories, stories. Uh, characters, their arcs, and this week, Joseph, it's Poe and Finn in focus.
1: That is right. So Poe and Finn, we know them. We love them. Arguably, uh, up there with Ray and uh, Kylo slash Ben Solo, they are the lead characters of this new generation in the sequel trilogy. So we wanted to give them their due and sort of dig into their finales in the sequel trilogy. So we're going to get into their arcs, but uh, I wanted to start with some kind of uh, setup questions. So, Ken beyond did they have a full arc was it a good arc was it well executed all that what did you just plain enjoy about finn and poe in this movie their energy their connection their banter general general like
3: thank you thank you all that. yeah like, all that stuff really worked for me uh we know you know for for very to me very good reasons they didn't have a ton of that in the last jedi but even when it was there like i was rewatching the last jedi with our friends uh the wangers over the wanger show this week and we did a live watch along with them and that scene of, uh, of, you know, you and I, I think you and I love the scene of Poe, like, all right. And then we blow up that, start a story. <laughs> it's there, but we got to see it fully explode, explode on the screen in a way that uh, the beginning of Force Awakens kind of promised us. It yeah. gave us a wonderful taste because I love that sequence of them escaping the finalizer. So uh, for me, that was that was the big thing that I just plain enjoyed. Yeah. Them, their connection and their energy and momentum. Every scene, their dialogue, everything was just fast for
1: me yeah in a great I th- way i think they're both very funny yeah while also still like totally being on point with what is what's going on for their characters mm-hmm. or their mm-hmm. characters uh, care about represent and just they're just so full of personality mm-hmm. and i think for me uh part of it is uh, my thinking about their arcs i do think they have arcs and and i like yeah. them but that has become such a modern way of analyzing and talking about films of like yes. well do they have their arc in my opinion Leia mm. doesn't have an arc in A New Hope. No. She goes through many interesting events in response to them. Yeah, uh, she, I think she has a, a, an arc in Empire Strikes Back, where she allows herself to I- admit that she's in love with Han. Mm. I don't think she has an arc in Return of the Jedi. I think mm. you can argue that she realizes that she is uh, force sensitive and kind of accepts it by sh- showing us that she sensed that Luke was or not. Yeah, but again, it, it, when those back in the day kind of conversations yeah in arc isn't everything so i I, this is why i wanted to start our conversation about arcs by also going hey even (laughs) even if you're in the camp of they deserved more their arc should have been bigger clearer uh, man there's so much awesome stuff with finn and poe just yeah doing cool things saying cool things looking cool responding and reacting to events and they're just so damn easy enjoyable having fun doing things and having poignant
3: moments i'm glad you brought it up you and i are in a let's just say we're we're a bit in a weird spot post rise of skywalker but not just rise of skywalker five years of star wars media discussion uh happy anniversary by the way. <laughs> um it, it gets i you hear a lot of things lobbed at all of these movies as criticism and guess what sometimes they are valid criticisms and valid uh, questions of hey, what was this? But the arc thing to me is one of these. It's used when when maybe you don't understand the process of writing as much as others, or you just want to maybe. And that because that can that can come off as finger wagging to someone who's not in the industry. I don't mean it like that, but just I'm going to throw this critic word at the wall, <laughs> and I'm not going to go down this path too long. Trust me. But I see this a lot. This is why I got out of wrestling media because I see a lot of people watching or criticizing something that happens in a big wrestling event, a WrestleMania, and, and they throw words out that they've heard. Well, the, you, that's not how you get the guy over. You need to build the bigger star. And it's like, yeah, it's all valid, true stuff. Not right for this situation. And you're just throwing it against the wall because you didn't like the match or did everything. And I, I, I think with Finn particularly, I hear the use, use of uh, his arc. And I'm like, but didn't you see what was awesome there? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. that's the end of my, we try to be positively negative. I'm just thinking, I think I'm hearing that a little bit out of, out of what you're saying here. Of you, that, that word arc sometimes might not be what you think it is.
1: It, 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 it's also just a change in structurally how we tell movies and how we value yes. movies. Like Because I, I make the distinction that, in we've done a couple of episodes about arcs, that an arc, is you start in one place mm-hmm. and then a transformative event happens and you are changed by the end. Yeah, Like, Hey, Leia goes through a lot yeah. being captured by Jabba and then killing Jabba. Those are huge events, but she's a steadfast character and mm-hmm. she remains strong and she's in, in the film or not necessarily shown like the, the whole point of that was to mm-hmm. change, essentially change Leia's character. Yeah. And I, And yet people have grown up for decades affected by loving. So I I guess for me, the, uh, the, uh, thing that I am a little obsessive about is we're going to talk about their arcs. I think they do have arcs, but even if they didn't, even if they didn't, it's still awesome that they're in the movie having experiences, doing cool things, having amazing camaraderie and presence and emotion. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So (laughs) moving along, uh, Uh, I do want to address uh, some of the critiques. Do you feel that there should have been more of Poe and Finn in The Rise of Skywalker? Uh, What do you think would have been gained if they had literal more screen time? What do you think would have been lost if they had more screen time? I, I really
3: seriously, I mean this seriously, do love the amount of time we got with them. And I felt all three were in focus. I sometimes do look at Finn and I hear a lot of cool things out there. And some of them might have been in this episode nine script that everyone do the fates that everyone loves. Um, <laughs> a lot of them are just, I've seen on Twitter. There's some stuff with Finn. I'm like, Oh, Stormtrooper uprising. I would I, I, yeah. be on board for that uh, a little bit more with him and, and, and Jana, uh, you know, her saying, Hey, you're the one that inspired us. All things I, I would have loved to see in the movie. I don't think it takes away. So I love what we got. I think if you did a little bit, two more, too too much of each character the focus would be off kylo and ren and uh, kylo and ren kylo <laughs> and ray and i still think that always was the focus yeah it always was all of them got put out for press and got put up there on the screen on a celebration 2015 they are our loot new leads but Poe and force awakens isn't a lead by amount
1: of numbers of lines. he does not have an arc he survives, no. a, crash survives a crash and <laughs> compliments people and he's awesome <laughs> and he's awesome
3: uh, and I love them that. so it's still to me Kylo Ren's story and Ray Solana's
1: story, excuse me, Skywalker's story.
3: Um, <laughs> and I, I don't want any more of, of their time to take away from that.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I feel the same way. I think the possibility of Finn leading an uprising is really great, it's really, great. It's really, really great. Uh, amazing. And I think that there is the possibility that uh, I think uh, certainly Last Jedi developed them into these archetypes of. Finn is the ultimate trooper, yeah. Uh, within the Resistance now, yeah. And Poe is the the future of the leadership. So, I can totally see a a different take on the movie where they were ways to open up the story to being about the wider galaxy. Mm-hmm. And and much like the those leaked uh, Episode Nine scripts, you absolutely could have had Ray is on the Force and Destiny yeah. track in, in wrestling with Kylo, and uh, Finn is representing the people, you know, the yep. the, the soldiers of, of the world, the, the common people of the galaxy. And and Poe is dealing with leadership. And yep. and that gets into ideas of, of government. And they absolutely could have been used to open those doors and, and that might have been an interesting take. Yeah. But I'm totally with you where I feel like the choice is well let's definitely give them some things to wrestle with, some things to overcome, but let's keep their story A, connected to rays mm-hmm. and B a little smaller so this movie doesn't have as many moving parts. Yeah. I know people. some people think it moves fast and then it throws you know, questions out there without answering them, mm. but structurally you really look at it and yeah. you look at the amount of screen time for various characters, I think it's a real big choice to say, hey, we followed a lot of threads in Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Let's really boil it down mm. so it's our, our main characters on an adventure together. Yeah. And while I would have loved to see some of those other things, I really do feel like we gained a lot of focus on Ray and Kylo Ben, like you're saying, and also just the focus on seeing the three of them together, yeah, and seeing them as a unified front up to a point, yeah, uh, with uh, Poe and Ray's dynamic, yeah. and, and we gain a lot by having them, yes, have arcs, but having them a little bit smaller and contained, and almost like little emotional journeys they go on, yeah, while they're all still pointing in the same direction. In terms of the, the big picture story. Totally. Totally agree with that. Uh So th- this is a little bit similar, but but just to clear it up, how do you feel about the choice to prioritize Poe, Finn, and Ray being together specifically? I love this choice. I, again, going
3: to Force Awakens, Oscar Isaac was positioned in the marketing as part of this. Yeah. And he is part of it. But clearly, as we just said, he, he's... Yeah, you know, now the Force Awakens urban legend myth is he was going to die, and then they decided to bring him back in the script because Oscar is so damn good. Whatever comes out to be a hundred percent true, it doesn't matter to me. Point is that movie did not give us the big three as I thought we were going to get, and I don't know if you needed it to be the big three. We just excuse me, we just gravitate to it to that because of Han Luke and Leia, yeah, and we're just conditioned. And, you know, I don't know if the prequels, we got a big three or nor needed it or, you know.
2: And again,
1: can Obi-Wan
2: and, and Padme, Padme in the and arena and yeah. on Geonosis. There you go. Yeah.
3: But I did feel... Last Jedi is different because that's the second chapter and I would expect nothing more than what we got of just everyone all around the galaxy. But in Force Awakens, I, I remember kind of going, oh, okay, well, maybe down the line we'll get it. And then I finally got it and it was beautiful and this is the only... Uh, I understand every, every, every award of concern over the Kelly Marie Tran, Rose Tico stuff. I get it. I wanted more of her at the base. I wanted more of her in the battle. I am of the opinion, this is just me, that I'm glad she wasn't on the Pisana mission because I just didn't feel, I felt it was their big, this big three's journey. that makes any sense that's just that's just my take i want more of her in other places i didn't miss her in that regard that's not a statement on her not a statement last jedi i just felt this fulfilled some of the force awakens promise
1: yeah it fully agree on the Rose stuff and we got a good audience question um about excuse me rose so we we will talk a little bit more uh we're both doing this
3: episode after we had lunch so (laughs) excuse our
1: (laughs) the sound of (laughs) day old pizza i apologize uh yes for me i i I feel the same thing i think part of the excitement of force awakens is damn they're all so engaging and charming and we got to see finn develop this great camaraderie with poe we got to see finn develop this great camaraderie with ray and i think it was the fact that damn there's fireworks everywhere between finn and poe fireworks everywhere between finn and ray um just in terms of, of chemistry, you can go into fan fiction, uh, fireworks as well, which yeah, yeah. W- were there a plenty. Um, so I think it got everybody excited in last Jedi for, and I remember there were those reports like pretty soon after force weekends mm-hmm. came out that the new generation is so electrifying fans that Ryan Johnson's doing a rework of the script to make sure that there's plenty mm-hmm. of the new generation. Right. in it, as well as, you know, continuing the story with Luke and Leia. um, that there was this just a hunger for it, yeah. For seeing the three of them together, and I feel like the Rise of Skywalker benefited so much from all of the chemistry yeah. and dynamics yeah. of all three of them bouncing off of each it,
3: other. Uh, the 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 opening after, after after the light speed skipping that that I, that's some of my favorite moments in Rise of Skywalker, right?
1: Yeah, it's so Star Wars. I've, uh, I've, like, I've
3: yeah. I've made the jokes about difficult man being said in my house many <laughs> times since that movie, but just the whole, uh, her going to Finn. What's wrong with him? Well, you know he's always going to be everything. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean Finn's um, everything.
3: On.
2: Always, always. Like, I so, love
3: everything about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, so great. All right, so then let's get into their actual arcs. So uh, instead of, uh, uh, I'm just going to state my opinion and see okay. if you agree. Okay, <laughs> I think uh, that. Poe and Finn's arcs are constructed on purpose, so they are both wrestling with fulfilling their present, completing their mission, while also being introduced to some sort of baggage of their past that they have to deal with. And I think this is done on purpose, Mm. so their journeys connect to Rey. So it's not just that the big three are together being charming. It's that the big three are all wrestling with the central to me idea of the sequel trilogy is how do you deal with the past and move into the future Mm. and they're all been dealing with the legacy of the previous war and the previous heroes but in rise of skywalker they are all faced with their own personal past in some way Mm. so Mm. two questions for you ken yeah do you Agree with that? You don't have to. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of the same opinions, but do you agree with yeah, that? People, and if so, do you think that was a good idea? People want us to
3: debate because <laughs> it's a YouTube show. Uh, no, that's not what we're here for. We're to exchange ideas and enlighten uh, uh, ourselves, and then hopefully, other people enjoy it. Uh, I do agree with it. I'm trying. I think it definitely, definitely works for me on uh, Poe. Uh, the the Fin one, I I, I, I agree a, a lot. I'm trying to connect some of it. The Force stuff and everything. I feel I feel a lot of episode nine for me was Finn confirming some feelings that he had, not just Force stuff, but just the decisions he made um, and confirming that this was right and I'm in the right place and I need to do something big. Uh, and, and that definitely all then connects back to. Trying to help Ray in a way, so it, do, it does work. I'm, I'm trying to trace, yeah. trying to trace the lines for myself. Okay, I really do think it does work. Okay, it's. A, I, I keep trying. I keep drawing a lot of Lord of Rings references across <laughs> this because it really works for me. This is Ray goes into Mordor to return that ring, and Finn's kind of in, in that role of you know Aragorn at the Black Gate for Frodo. And a lot of it's to sacrifice things and get things for the bigger galaxy, but, but which he's moved on to that. He's not just about where's Ray anymore.
1: Right. But, he, but it's still about buying time for Ray. We don't know what's going on with Ray. Well, yeah, and I think that, I think that's a great example of like you don't have to go into Mordor alone. Yeah, it, 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 yes, I know this is about you, Ray, but also I, this is about the rest mm. of the galaxy. You yeah. know? and I think we get that yes. with with him saying. You don't understand what she's going through. I do. And so does Leia that she's got to go to this place of, of personal darkness and and wrestle with this. And I really don't want her to go alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I just think it's in, in we're going to get into the details, but in terms of both their arcs, both Poe and Finn have their big kind of solo scenes Mm. in the midst of the adventure. Poe, it's very literal. Here is someone from his past. Yeah. Uh, And for Finn, it's somebody he hasn't met before, but somebody who shares shares his past and make he's he's preaching the whole movie about don't be alone. We're together. We're stronger together. I'm all in. I learned that in Last Jedi. I believe in this. I'm I'm in. Yeah. And then when he meets Janna and realizes, oh, back in the past when I thought I was alone, I wasn't even alone then. Other people went so that it is in the moment, but it is so based on what his experiences of the past were And much like Ray. Yeah. Learning, seeing his own past in a different light now.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the the Jana Finn stuff we'll talk about. I, I really do love what they did. Again, I again, I, I could definitely see her going, you're the one? Oh, gosh, we pulled our helmets off because of you. It would have been an interesting would choice, been, yeah. It would have been interesting. It also makes... It all little small to me, the galaxy, which is a, this weird. That's a complaint people throw up against the wall all the time. That I sometimes don't get. Eh, the galaxy is so small. You're not watching a documentary. You're watching a story about Star Wars. Um, <laughs> yeah, but
1: anyway, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let, let's dive in then. We'll talk about some of those specifics. So mm-hmm. we're going to dive in on Finn, and then we'll dive in on Poe. Uh, that's the beginning of my fan fiction, anyway.
3: <laughs> so,
1: what do you think that Finn learned in the Last Jedi? And where did his arc in that movie end? Uh, I,
3: I I do believe it ends uh, with my, you know, my favorite little quote from DJ. Maybe I think it's in the moment. I think he's along the way to that journey of of, of having to choose a side. Give yourself up to something bigger. Uh, he is all about Ray. We know he wants to run away. He's afraid. He's, he's fearful uh, then he's connected to Ray. And even all of the first part of it, I mean, he's picking up the. The 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 link that Leia drops. It's it's Ray. It's Ray. It's Ray. And then he realizes that's not going to go away. But it all doesn't matter. It does matter, and he's got to choose. So I think I think it's pretty clear. That's he joins up the resistance at that point in a way. Yeah, he's a fraud. He's a fr- a fraud in the beginning. You're watching the stuff with with
1: Rose. Like he's such a fraud. <laughs> he's he's still who Maz accused him of yes, being. Yes. Somebody who just wants to run. Yeah. And he gets so offended, Mm -hmm. you know, in that great scene where she crawls across the table. Yeah. And then the rest of Force Awakens is him trying to save Ray, Ray. And, you know, he starts out that way in Mm -hmm. Last Jedi. He builds his bond with Rose. He sees this example of DJ as the, you know, the devil on the shoulder saying it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, calls himself rebel scum, is willing to sacrifice himself to the cause. I think because he realizes that, The First Order is evil. They are hurting people. Right. And look at all these good people around me who are being so brave trying to make a real difference like Mm -hmm. Rose. Yeah. And when you make one wrong choice, suddenly a person like Rose is on her knees about to get her head cut off. And, And who is the better person here? These, you know... Uh, the executioner arose and i think yeah. he's really is making that decision so for me it, he has so learned to commit and be a part of the resistance and mm. a nuance for me that i like is this idea of he starts out in the force awakens as the just something that he was made to be a yeah. trooper, trooper a soldier because he was you know abducted and brainwashed
3: yeah
1: walks away from the first order and in doing it kind of like walks away from that yeah but there's this nice arc to me of like by the Rise of Skywalker, he's like, I believe in the resistance. Yeah. I believe in Leia. Yes. I care about Poe and, and Rose and Ray. And they're all on the side of right. Hmm. I'm willing to be a soldier. Yeah. But I will only be a soldier for what I choose to be a soldier for. And and yeah. to me, it makes it really powerful of like, yeah, he's connected to Ray, but in Rise of Skywalker, he's all in because he made the choice.
3: I I love what you're saying because going back to Force Awakens, uh, I think one of the things that's missed a lot he 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 gets the blood on his helmet. He doesn't want to do it. There's also the deleted scene of the villager. He doesn't shoot. I'm glad they didn't. That's really really, you know, that would have. I'm glad that's not in there. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: he takes his helmet off, but go to the scene when he puts the helmet back on. Phasma's Adam, She's telling him. You need to report to my unit your gun. I'm I'm basically lying to save your life to Kylo. that your gun must have malfunctioned. Yeah, uh, he knows better, but go. And so that starts him to run away, not because he's like, first order is bad and I must run away. He's like, I'm in trouble. I'm going I'm I
1: might be killed. I'm going to be killed. Yeah, I got to go. I, have, I need a pilot. Right. I, go. I have no choice but to be not here. And I think that's missed a lot of times. Right. That isn't a uh, noble moment. It's noble that he it's chooses noble. not to kill, right? Yeah, um, And so, yes. And so flesh... But but he just had. That's a really great point that I hadn't really considered. That yeah. he's just like, I will wrestle with my feelings later. Right now,
3: gonna die. I gotta go. And then I'm still gonna go. And I want nothing to do with this First Order. And he's got the, the thought of the First Order arriving means he... I still will be in trouble. Now he has a little bit of a fight. He fights. Uh, he gets, uh, you know, tritar all that stuff. He's there. But then what happens at the end of that battle? Ray's taken away and now his focus becomes that. So flash forward to this movie I think you you, you beautifully stated I am a soldier when I for, believe in something when it's just. And then I think some of the stuff with Janet just I think it, there's some confirmation for him that he wasn't alone isn't alone that he did the right thing. Yeah, Because even then you know I think there's been a year between it but alright I joined up
1: this is the right thing you yeah know? this is my family this is the way it is it. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're on the same page of where he ends the last Jedi. He's all in on the resistance. He's building this new family. What do you think he's trying to accomplish in the rise of Skywalker? What does he want? And what does he fear? He just wants pew and pew and pew,
3: right? <laughs> he just wants to fight. Um, uh, well, he fears, I think he wants to accomplish, uh, especially going to the Janus stuff and, and, and uh, the force center t-shirt. I think we're going to talk about that coming up. Um, no, he, he, it isn't, it's no longer just about, we must defeat the bad guys. He's like, I, I was not alone. We were all kidnapped. We were all taken. And, and that is, we cannot allow that. That is, that is a prevailing thought in his brain. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I couldn't be saved, but we're going to defeat, defeat what, this, this has to stop. I really love that that's a focus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely think that that's where part, he ends up. Part, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think is sometimes where people are like, well, what is what is Finn's arc? Because I think that commitment to me comes a little later in the film. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like what he starts as is, hey, since I went through this journey of realizing what we're doing is really important mm-hmm. and that we can't do it alone, that I'm really trying to watch how Leia does it and keep everybody together. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he's the one who says, alone with friends. It's a funny dynamic that Poe and Ray fight, but I think it is meaningful that Finn's like, oh, we just landed and we're already in it. Come on, guys. Let's do this together. Right. He is the one who gets them to join hands before Jimmy. Yeah. You know, and Poe says, oh, we're, we're doing hands, which suggests like Finn does this <laughs> often that he has gone through the experience yeah. of learning, you know, uh, of learning. It's yeah. so powerful to feel like you're not alone and be together. I'm going to take it on myself to be the one uh, who brings people together, even though it's bittersweet because we wanted more Rose. That scene is him saying, I "Are just you <laughs> sure you don't want to come?" <laughs> I was just going to go to that. Yep, all we get it. But even at that moment, he's yeah, like, it's painful. Yeah, but if yeah. you ignore the pain of not getting yep. uh, justice mm-hmm. for Rose, mm-hmm. for Finn's character, are you yep. sure you don't want to come with? Yeah, you know, it's just so I feel like he he really wants to keep everyone together mm-hmm. and i think he he's afraid of of losing people yeah. and in particular ray yeah because he i think he understands what it is to have been in in a dark place yep in being asked to do horrible things
3: and to be a number and to be lone yep 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 yeah yep. and to action, understand yep.
1: specifically like raise their training because she is afraid of having to take action, which yeah. is the journey he went on in the Force Awakens. I he trained and trained and trained, and the first time he was put in the field right. to kill, he was like, eh. yeah, so you I'm can kidding. imagine him relating to like, you know, when Poe's like, yeah, get off the, the planet. We need you. And, and Finn says he's not wrong. Yeah, but he still understands. Yeah, you know. Uh, so that to me, his his fear if his, if his goal is keep everybody together, keep everybody to. to Alive in, mm-hmm. in in hope that, of course, his fear is, is losing people. Losing people. Uh, and then I think you're right. I think once things come in focus di- for him differently with Janna, mm. then it does become about like, yeah, no, the... We can't. It's not just like the resistance needs to win. The abductions need to end. Yeah, we need to stop First it. Order needs to, to stop that. So how do you think, if his goal is to, to keep everybody together, mm-hmm. then later when he connects with Janna to make sure... That this doesn't happen to any any kids anywhere else again. They're not going to harvest anymore, right. as they say at the meeting uh, on, on the first Star Destroyer. How do you think he succeeds in those goals in the movie? How
3: does his, how does he succeed in keeping everyone together? Uh, I think he he remains steadfastly at the center. I think some of his actions, uh, um, particularly, I'm trying to think of the uh, the, the, the moment with the, the, the whole taking down the Star Destroyer, uh, the hug at the end. I, I, I think he in the middle of this battle, I'm trying to think I'm trying. I, I've only seen it four times, Joseph, <laughs> um, trying to think of the sequence of the events yeah. of the film. But anyways, I, I still th- I, I think he succeeds by by just hero's actions. His, his willing to sacrifice uh, himself at the end to take down that star story is to keep himself at the center and keep it all together.
1: Yeah. To me. I think that makes sense. Uh, a lot of sense. I think yep. that is absolutely trying to think, one yeah. of his big victories. I, I mean, I think I think just these little moments that we've mentioned, where he is like Poe, kind of rolls his eyes, but the hands and and they're yeah. in this together, is saying uh, all "alone with friends." I think if you want to connect with people and and keep them together, you do what Finn does the entire movie is ask his friends questions. Mm. I mean, it serves the point of 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 bringing up that poe has a secret to reveal but finn keeps yeah. asking like where'd you learn to light speed skip where'd you learn to uh you know uh, hotwire the the speeder i'll tell you what i was going to tell ray if you tell me about all that sketchy stuff you do <laughs> it it serves a narrative purpose but also right. from a portrait of a character it's like hey ray tell me how you're feeling and like, there's that literal like yeah. uh, you know i'm where he has the line i'm paraphrasing which is like please tell me yeah, because I think he—he's uh, just—he's—he's he's a good counselor. He's, he's just trying to be yeah. like, hey, everybody, you got problems, you got secrets, let them out, and and we'll grow we'll, together. We'll stay together. I think every don't hold on to the fear, get yeah. it
3: out, everybody. Every team, every unit, every band has that soul,
1: soul of it, yeah. soul of
3: the soul of the team. He's that. Yeah,
1: a lot so of ways. I think there's that. I think it, it's subtle, but I think it's also uh, the trusting force. Because that that yep. seems to be a lot what happens in that moment with Janna. not just yeah, the yeah. the oh wow, other people resisted this too, but the fact that he's saying, you know, I wasn't sure then, but I am now. It right. was the Force. Yeah, the Force told me this was wrong. The Force brought me to Poe and Ray. Love that he is once again saying that in the same spot where we've had two other right is the force real or not discussions. It's right there in the Falcon in that same area of the ship. Yep. I was just going to say it's his, it's true. All of it moment. Yeah. It's his, yeah. When even back, back in the day when old Han Solo was saying that, yeah. I did like, what, what's all this. And there's something about him hearing it from Janna that yeah. seems to make him really connect with like one of the last few It made me feel like is, is, is it that Finn wants to tell Ray that he's force sensitive or is that Finn really wants to tell her so, she can confirm it and he instead gets that confirmation from from, from janna her. and because from that moment on he's like nope yeah i know what i'm doing yeah I, he's so confident in his in his speech uh to the rest of the resistance he is so confident about the force telling him where yeah which ship to attack
3: Confirmations. the confirmation is the key to that scene of, of him and Jan on, on the Falcon to me for a lot, for a lot of it. Yeah. I really like what you said, because that is kind of his, that's his midpoint. That's his midpoint yeah. as a character. Talk about arcs and writing. Cause you're right. After that, it's, it's, you don't know. I know. Leia knows. I don't know. Poe, all that kind of stuff. Or is that before? Is this, yeah, yeah. this is we're seeing the movie. Should have seen that one more time. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I love the idea that it's, and again, I don't, mean, to write off uh, Jen as a character that needs to be there for his thing. I know sometimes it's the case, but but yeah, to hear it, to be like, all of this has purpose. All of it's real. I used to think this was a myth, too, not just the force, but connections and guy, why we're here. And I was trying to run away. But nope, I'm here for a reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, in, Yeah. in terms of success is that, you know, the, the first thing that you mentioned, which I think is huge, is that choice to this has to end to mm. uh, the that great speech that poe and finn give together once again uh underlining that theme of mm. togetherness to inspire everybody right I, at first i wasn't sure to take how to take it when finn said we're not gonna let them take any more of us because on my first viewing it felt mm. like he was saying oh they've killed enough of us but then i was like oh right. duh Of course he's talking about literally they're not going to take any more of the people of the galaxy. And I feel like, you know, for me, that moment where he is telling that he and Jen are going to stay together and they're going to take down that ship. Right. And Rose clearly is maybe going to want to try to talk him out of it. And he's Rose, please go. I would have taken some more dialogue there. I would have taken maybe reflection on what happened on crate. I would have taken a little bit more in that moment. Mm hmm. But I feel like that moment is there to be like, yep, when I almost made a suicide run on crate. Bad. I I was not thinking straight. I know exactly what I'm doing now. Yeah. Because the forces led me here and I can feel it. I can feel that this is right. Mm. And that moment is such a completion of his whole three movie arc of you're the one who runs away. Yep. To hey. Rose, thank you, but I'm not going to run away. Yeah. This is my moment to make my stand. This needs to end. And it is a real, like, just you you break down all of the the crazy Star Wars plotting. Mm -hmm. It's a pivotal moment because that Star Destroyer would have been able to restart the guidance Mm -hmm. unless he had taken the whole thing down.
3: So to break it down even further. I I love you talk about this moment, how how it ties in the crate thing. I'm trying to, in real world situations, it's like whenever you're you're faced with a choice and sometimes... Mm -hmm. The choice might be, I I, I personally, I once got offered a job in New Orleans and it was one of those like, well, I got to be bold, right? Like this is what you should do, the next chapter of life. And there was just something inside me that maybe this isn't for me. And I had a lot of people telling me, no, you should do it. My bosses are like, you should do it. And I didn't do it and found out it would have been a horrible situation, everything. And I looked back and I was like, yeah. And then a little while later, I got the other thing and I was like, oh, this is where I must go. I must. Now I must go. Finn. And yeah, you're right. A little more with with Rose might have might have might have been a great spot for it. But but Finn is like, yeah, okay, I chose, I chose. DJ said maybe, now I'm, I got to do this, I got to do this. It's the job offer that he shouldn't have taken. <laughs> yeah, and that Rose was not was the, the time to
1: go to New Orleans. Yeah, and
3: Rose is like, don't go to New Orleans. Um, <laughs> and then now now it all comes together. The the Janice scene, the confirmation, the feeling. And I bet if you spent. If you actually could talk with Finn, the character, I bet he'd be like, you know what? On crate, I didn't have that feeling. I just was like, oh, I'll go! I'm yeah. going to do this. I'm, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then I and I bet and I bet prior and I bet bet afterwards, he'll say I had the feeling. I was able to recognize it now, and that's why he's really confident about his decision now. Yeah, it doesn't undercut the crate stuff. It's just the next ongoing chapter of the growth of the character. I really like connects for me now that you've said it that way.
1: I yeah, like that. I think it's. I I'm think going it's, to New Orleans, everybody. <laughs> yeah, tell me if you get the feeling, Ken. <laughs> you got to tell me it's right, and I'll ask you how, and you'll say a <laughs> feeling. Feeling. Uh, we talked a little bit about this, but I- any other thoughts about how Janna helped him on his journey in this movie, or other characters, Poe or Ray or Leia? Who, who do you feel like helped him get where he needed to be?
3: Uh, I think a little, uh, a little bit, all of them. I mean, she, she is. I, I definitely tell you this. I definitely wish maybe that I'll get more Janice storytelling down the line. I think mm-hmm. she's a great character. I think it just, you know, in a movie that was really busy, uh, you know, she she was there at times for me, but a great a great performer, Naomi Aki's great. And so I thought the moment she had really did work for me. So I think she helped Finn a lot with this confirmation stuff, but I don't want to just write her off as that. But also she, she was very valuable and she is inspired by him and she's she's – Talk about not being alone. She's like, no, you're you're, I'm here, too. I'm going down with you. Right. And and he needed he needed her there probably, you know, for some reasons, too. In technical reasons and knowing the ship, or whatever it might be, they had to team up in that moment. So just on a base figurative level of accomplishing the goal.
2: Yeah.
1: But I like that. She's like, no, I'm sticking with you, too. Yeah. We get that. Yeah, we get that. I think uh, Jenna could have a lot more storytelling as a character. We get that moment between her and Lando. That's just about her journey.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah,
1: functionally, in many ways, the character is is reflecting, uh, interacting with with Finn Mm -hmm. to show big picture stuff with Finn. But the character of Jana is clearly rewarded by meeting somebody else who went through this experience and offering her. Hey, maybe it isn't just Mm -hmm. a quirk uh, of your bad programming that you all stop together. Maybe there's something greater at work. Yes. And maybe you matter more Mm -hmm. than you're giving yourself. Credit for, and then she clearly bonds with Finn. She was uh, initially like, hey it's too dangerous to take the uh, the water right. skimmer." Yeah. But then when Ray went missing, like, okay, screw it, we got another. Let's go. I'm with you. Mm. And then clearly Finn comes back and says, "Hey, we could use uh, all of your company, 77, and some ore box. And yeah. <laughs> can you teach me to ride one?" Because they have that little they, exchange yeah, of dialogue. Yeah. Where he's like, "Ah, not bad for one lesson. You had a great teacher." So like, there's a lot there yeah. to build them camaraderie. And then Finn isn't deciding for her at the end. She's the one who is like, I'm staying with you to the end. Yeah. So yet another theme in here that's about togetherness where they both kind of, I think, find something they need in one another by just this. uh, She's had it more because she has been with her whole group. Yeah. But knowing that there's a separate party entirely different from them. Yeah. That went through the same experience where they said no to their programming. It's clearly is meaningful for her. Yeah.
3: I love that, you know, they're on Kiff Beer um, for what seems to be like a while by themselves. They form this Lord of the Flies Society or whatever's (laughs) going on in the shadow of the Death Star. Yeah. They clearly, that's all, that's the thing from another thing. And they don't join up. Yeah. Not because they don't want to or they're fearful, but I think like you just said, and then he comes along, she's like, wait, you're just like us. Oh yeah. This is a fight we've got to join and a fight we can join. Yeah. So
1: I like that. And it makes such a difference. Yeah. So I think obviously Janet uh, helps him on the journey. I think there's lots of little subtle things that does, uh, that connects uh, Finn to Leia in this movie, you know what yeah. saying? You know, Leia understands mm-hmm. uh, what it is too. And I think that sort of acceptance that we all struggle uh, with, uh, with darkness yeah and with the our our past and we all ultimately have uh a choice and even even in that scene with uh with Jana, he says like it was a feeling like yeah. he, he he's sure but he's still finding it and then when he looks up at that star destroyer he yeah. knows it's that one there's so much conviction when he says a feeling feeling there's no doubt yeah. he's not asking anyone He's telling anyone, you know, and I think, you know, it took uh, uh, Jana and, uh, yeah. and even the spirit of Leia to get him there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, to address a criticism of Finn, and then we will move on to Poe. Uh, do you think he does spend too much of the movie chasing after Ray in the entirety of the sequel trilogy? Did he yell Rey too often? <sighs> <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> no. I, look. I understand it. So I'm not going to say anyone who thinks that it's is wrong. I just, he's a good friend, man. He 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 understands pals. He understands that definition of pals. And so I just like that he doesn't change from that. He doesn't waver from that. And she, she's she got some stuff going on in her life, man. Yeah. And he doesn't leave her. And she is opening up to him about it. Yeah.
1: I feel like as much as she can. Yeah. Like there's a certain level of like that, that she doesn't, she's not there. But he asked her to tell she tells yes. him, "I had a vision of myself sitting on the Sith throne with Kylo Ren." Yeah, he's the one who's like, "That's not that's
3: not like you, Ray." When she's
1: talking about where, you know destroying, destroying the Emperor, yeah, that's not like you. They're they're in
3: tune. She hands him the lightsaber uh, in in the cave. Yes, there's a lot of so yes, but I, I just I just think you sh- I think it's. It's no small feat to be a good, loyal friend. <laughs> yeah. And we all have some people in our lives who might have some heavier burdens or might be dealing with some stuff or can't pull themselves out of things. And I'm glad I, I, I you know, don't have friends that would leave me. So it's just weird. so I understand because some of the criticism might be just like, hey, he's just it's all he's there to do is chase Ray, chase Ray. I just don't i think you're stopping on the surface if that's. I think that's the, <sighs> the big picture takeaway from it.
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing with me. Like, I, I get it. He might have yeah. literally, in all, in all, literally over the course does, of all three yeah. movies, yelled Ray uh, a, a few too many times, and it opens it to the criticism of he's, he's just there to yell at Ray. So I get the criticism mm-hmm. of it, but he, to me, you can criticize one part and still enjoy everything else that's there. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. as we've been talking about, I think there's so much more going on with Finn and yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, could have used a a moment between, Mm -hmm. uh, him and Ray, um, particularly toward the end of the movie. Um, but uh, it it works for me as it is. So that was the other thing I wanted to ask. Do you think he should have explicitly told Ray he was force sensitive on screen or was it enough that that curiosity was raised by him wanting to tell Ray something Mm -hmm. and then, we, as literate Star Wars viewers, were explicitly shown on screen. Mm-hmm. Well, told first that he felt the force, felt the force, and yeah. then shown when he senses the Star Destroyer, when he senses Ray's death. That's that's just Star Wars language for force sensitive.
3: Yeah, that's why I'm really, really happy at, at the risk of of being grumpy at others. <laughs> <laughs> I I think, you know, a, a writer and a director and the people putting together. Movies, TV shows, whatever songs, you should be able to have a little bit of artistic freedom to just let and trust your audience to figure it out on your own. um And the fact that that's kind of what I heard sometimes coming out of the first couple of viewings, I heard a lot. What? Well, what was he going to say? And my reaction was, I, 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 right now I don't know and don't care. But like in the, th- in the, th- you know, I'm crying right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in the th- like. The Leia the, the 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 connection to Leia Leia knows and I do and then like you just said the, if you've watched four if you watch Star Wars enough looking up so when a character looks up on something and says that's the one I feel it like whatever <laughs> you know it means the force so if you left that theater feeling like he needed to say it God bless you I don't just sometimes just let the story have open-ended things and be creative about it. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Maybe it didn't work because everyone's still focused on it.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think everyone, I, I feel like I'm so interested to know if there were scenes after. So there's that great, the the big party montage with a, a bunch of great moments in it. Yeah. Ending on that big hug between the three of them and the right. emotion of we made it through and to Finn's desire he's the one physically bringing them together. Yeah. Ray and Poe's hands meet. Everybody's together. Right. And they made it through chewie's showing, off the, showing off the metal in the background. I wonder if at any point in the scripting process there was, and now here's a scene with Poe talking about what's next for him. Here's a, a scene with, uh, Finn and Ray and Finn saying, yeah. you know, uh, I, I, you know, I needed you to tell me, but I, I found it out for myself. I, mm. you know, I feel something larger and like or did they write those scenes and get to the point and go, you know what? Let's just cut from the beautiful end celebration to uh, we've made this choice again and again. This movie, it's ultimately Ray's movie. And we just cut to the scene that that wraps it all up with Ray. Yeah, I I, that that's I'm so happy with that decision.
3: Because what does that get you? What does that get you Uh, at the end of the party? Ray, Ray, we won. We won. Hey, by the way. I'm force sensitive. Okay. <laughs> Great. We just won. Yeah. Do you want to talk about starting in <laughs> school or is that too early? Uh, can like, I get some lessons next weekend? What are you going to get from that? What yeah. are you going to get from that?
1: I'm not against. I'm not against. And am not against I mean, if, if, if they if they want, if there was the choice to say, we want to show you kind of the next steps for everybody in the galaxy. And that yeah. was one of the scenes of, it oh. It would have to be Return of the King ending. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Return of the King. And clearly it's uh, a month later and they've talked about yeah. this and they're starting this. Like, I, I don't have an objection with that. Right. But I feel like for this, the movie, clearly they wanted to make it, which was not about looking into the future too much more than other. Just like right. symbolically. And, you know, obviously time has passed or Ray wouldn't have completed that saber and yeah. all that. Um, but did not have a belabored scene of.
3: Yeah. I'm going to
1: tell you what everyone in the audience saw. Yeah. What was shown that he has for his powers. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: Just let's let, sto- let these stories have some artistic <laughs> openings and and, and choices and art. Not everything's a ding. Did not tell Ray what he meant.
1: <laughs> uh, if you got to write uh, for him, what would happen next for Finn? He'd say, Ray, hey, I'm force sensitive. <laughs> and then he'd, he'd go learn. He Lord. has a one a, a line. Yeah. Are you force sensitive?
3: Yeah, I think he... he uh, I think because I think if they're reestablishing the government and all those kind of things, I'm looking more at Poe. I'm looking at other people I'm looking at Rose like Rose could run for city council. I, I like <laughs> I'm all on board. I think that's other stories. I think he is a soldier uh, and he's got to learn about that life after. And now that he's got this, I've had this feeling, what does that mean? And I want to save the kids of the galaxy. There are others. Where are these? And that's kind of his uh, focus, Uh, so like charity work not to write it off it's just like charity work though people you shouldn't write off charity work um you know i mean like i got this power i know there's probably other kids in the galaxy who don't know who they are and i'm kidnapped and we got it let's go solve that issue and that's my platform that i'm running on so to speak
1: i think that's what i would see him go i'm totally in the same place with you i think that he would want to explore these powers yeah what do i but also like more than anything like who's a kid alone who doesn't, like, is it literally survivors from the First Order? Is it other, you know, kids, like those stable kids he's he personally saw and met on Cantonica, not even knowing that he is fulfilling, you know, the internet fantasy of uh, Timothy Blake Broomboy becoming a major (laughs) character in Star Wars, but just who's alone, who's young, alone, and needs guidance?
3: Yeah, and and then, you know, is there something... You know, this is this gets into the where you just don't need you can't answer it in a film or but 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 and George couldn't answer these questions either. But all right, great. So are there first order stormtroopers that we've captured the prisoners of war? Do, can I talk to them?
1: Yeah. yeah. Can you I know? get them? Yeah. You know, get get Jenna and Company 77 over here and yeah. see if I can get through to them. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, there's all those kind of things. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Poe. I feel like in some ways, Poe's journey is a little it's bit more, more clear. straight yeah, yeah. straightforward. Uh, so let's start with the same question: What did he learn in Last Jedi, and where was he by the end of the movie?
3: Uh, he learned uh, the it's not it's more than just leadership. Uh, I think what being a leader really is, and how do you count for other people, and that what I love about the the evacuation of the car. Uh, I was just talking about this with the, those Wanger boys. Um, <laughs> is 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 it starts with this what we would expect in Star Wars big battle, desperate a ple- desperate attempt to get out, evacuate, get to safety. We must take down the ship. We did. And what happens? He comes back and he's like, "We did it." And they're like, "Look at what you did though." Dead, 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 dead. That's something we never really seen dealt with in Star Wars. Yeah. And so it was fascinating. It's it's he just has to learn that it isn't about him. He's not a fly boy. He's not this and and I think at the end of it he does. Uh, it's very plainly stated, um, and that, that's one of my you know least favorite lines when he's just doing the whole wait, Luke's doing this for a reason. But the point remains of the scene, lesson learned. But that does not mean he ascended to the leadership role with all the knowledge and experience and ready to go. Uh, it was a field promotion, if you will. <laughs> and I think this movie uh, is the full ascension to to being a leader. And yeah. you're still going to have doubts. You're still going to cry at the foot of, of Leia going, how do I do this? How do we do this? So that's part of my my Finn talk. Uh, yeah, Poe. Well, excuse me, my fo,
1: my po- foe,
3: my Poe <laughs>
2: talk.
1: Finn, oh, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I am in total agreement with you. I think the short way that I, I would look at it is he learned that he needed to be a leader. Mm. He did not necessarily learn how to be a leader. He saw some examples and I think the other like Mm. key thing that he learned of like, I like Leia had already been on him of like you're, you know, uh, uh, you're good at strategy, you're charming, people naturally look up to you, you're such a great candidate for leader, be a leader, you know, and he's working on it. Great, great. Okay, what does that A, A, do I really feel that? Do I accept that? Uh, And then B, what does that mean? I think what he really specifically learns in Last Jedi is There are times as a leader to be extremely cautious and retreat. And there are other times to be bold and brave and to risk it all. And Mm -hmm. that to me is so much his relationship with Holdo is that he's mad because he thinks she's a coward. And she's like, no, I'll do the craziest crap you can imagine. But only when I feel like it is absolutely right and is going to truly make a difference, which to me is what the hold of maneuver is about and what him realizing. Mm. Oh, and and that's why he on the run on crate realizes, even if we take down that cannon, Mm -hmm. they're still going to get to us. Yeah. And and we'll be lucky if one of us survives. Right. And there's all, this isn't the time. Yeah. To be crazy and bold. No. You know, and I, I feel like he's, he's loaded up with those lessons. And then the rise of Skywalker is how does he implement them? Now that he's chosen, now that he has said, okay, great. I'll be a leader mm-hmm. okay he's trying he's yeah. trying it's 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 weird to me to hear this
3: conversation- you know Ray gets in one lightsaber fight and does pretty good, and we have years and years of where are training <laughs> It's weird that the same people that that gen general in general have that complaint are like. Well, wait a minute. Uh, Poe already became a leader in Last Jedi. Why is he having to learn it in Rise <laughs> Skywalker? He had one or two moments in a battle where he learned things. He's still got a lot of lessons left. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's just uh, you know uh, you know weird.
1: Yeah. Don't just level up. That that's a that is a great observation. So let's talk about how he was leveling up in the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, what do you think he was trying to accomplish? As a leader or as a human and what do you think he was uh, uh, afraid of
3: well he was trying to accomplish leading no um, <laughs> he's at that center where that speech is the, the line that good people will fight you know good people will come if, if we, we lead them uh, you know yeah you, you know the whole sequence there Um so it is. It's the inflammation, inflammation of the leadership rules. Uh, even with Ray, his, his his battle with Ray is a little bit like you. You know, get in there, get in there. Yeah, and he doesn't understand. It's a different conversation, but but he doesn't understand. So I think he he he's trying to find uh, a little bit of of like I said, the inflammation. How do I lead? Because we need everyone on board, and 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 often we need one person around to inspire that. And and that and then his value in that and he gets tempted to leave. We'll talk about it. Um, And that would be the easiest thing. And that might be part of his fear, too. Like, can I do this? How do we do this? That's the scene with Lando. How did you do this? How did you find the strength? We had each other. Ah, okay. I need to show to the world that we do have each other. And if I need to be that guy, I'm part of that guy. And Finn, please get in here, General. Uh, that's how i see some of it too the implementation 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 of that leadership yeah for the greater good of the galaxy
1: yeah i I think that's all all spot on i I really like how much it seems like he gets like oh great okay watch leia Mm the the deal is you know in order to be the 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 spark that will light the fire that will burn the forest order down that that spark is hope Uh, Mm -hmm. you know we went through this in Last Jedi. I don't think that's how he refers to it. Uh, <laughs> that chapter of his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but all right, I'm doing it. And this is what I love about it. We get the great comedy about him being grumpy. But it's mm. to me, it's so relatable of like every time we go out, mm. it's a huge risk. Yeah. We're scraping by. I am a leader. I can delegate resources. What's our greatest resource? Uh, the ass kicking Jedi. Yeah. Who won't come yeah, out who won't and ass kick yeah. with me? Uh, it, so he's so, I think knows that what I need to do is hold on to my hope and display it to others. Yeah. And and he's struggling so much. And then it comes down to, you know what? Situations even worse than we thought. Palpatine, Palpatine's back. He got 16 hours. Yeah. And he's trying so hard to hold it, uh, together. And I think that's what he reflects on then with Zori. Um, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more specifically about Zori. Don't worry, Ken. I know <laughs> I know we both want playing hey, hey. quality Zori uh, talk time. But um, I, I love that scene with her for a couple reasons because I think there's so much there that's about hey yeah we were spice runners yeah. but we were a crew yeah we depended on one another and you left mm. and there's a specter to him of that possibility of. Mm. that's how i used to be i used to be somebody who left yeah i can't leave this war i'll see it through to the end but oh oh man Mm. am i just driving everybody to death am i going to be able to keep other people from doing what i did yeah would you just run away away. you know he's so trying to hold on to that that hope and even being thrown out that temptation of zori's amazingly delivered line of, like, yeah. of the want to come with me yeah you know and he and i'm sure he's tempted yeah i'm sure he's very uh tempted to run away from it all but he, but he knows he can't can't and i think he he it, it, it's not super highlighted in the movie but i think he is aware of how many people around him are dying or he's going to get killed yeah You know, I think that's the point of, you know, the Emperor says pick a planet they know for the Star Destroyer demonstration. They pick Kajimi. Yeah. And he knows this is these people I already abandoned once. I got them all killed. Got them all killed. Yeah. Because they helped me. And these are lots of things we've seen Leia deal with in comics and books. Like, hey, if you ask for help in the Rebellion or the Resistance, you're putting a massive target on people's back. Mm. And I think Poe is feeling that that weight of all that as well of how I need to be so hopeful. So good people will follow me and I need to be this spark, but I've got a password. I haven't okay. been a spark. I've been the guy who runs away. And even if I do convince them to help me light that fire, am I going to just be personally responsible for getting them slaughtered? I love that. that you bring up the destruction of Kijimi? Cause
3: there's there's part of me. There's maybe a thirty percent part of me that's like, yeah, you could have given a legacy planet that we as fans would be like, oh, oh no, yeah. Corelia, yeah. oh, But to relate it specifically to Poe and the, and the overall lesson, and, and again, part of his great great fear because it, it, it's a microcosm of, of of what he's about to do, lead everyone, and that's why he loses that even in battle. We, did, we didn't do it I'm the, sorry like the emperor is launching lightning in the <laughs> air like uh, and 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 the whole great land of moment I I do think it's a powerful choice uh and it, and it makes sense from look from a technical realistic standpoint palpatine says destroy a planet they know Does, is pride gonna run down the list all right let's see who's on the ship uh, <laughs> we could do Karelia, Naboo. Anyone want to go to Naboo? That'd be
1: good. Cool. Or oh, he's I... gonna
3: go, We just had a skirmish with them on Kajimi. There's something on Kajimi there. Yeah. Let's go after that. Yeah. Like, it does make sense to me more than I think when you think about it on the surface.
1: We've been trying to pacify that planet right now, anyway. Yeah, we're you on get, it. Go, yeah. You go, you know, pull our troops out. Uh, yeah. One would imagine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it, it really it contributes to, to that, his fear of, mm. of uh, getting getting people killed. So how do you think he succeeds?
3: Uh, how do, how do I think he succeeds in getting people killed? Well, he did. No, um, <laughs> I think in the end, for me, the going to the Lando moment, he succeeds um, by other the the rival of others, which wasn't is necessarily his choice, right? But he he succeeds by by going into that battle by taking the resistance. Into that battle. Even though he has all the doubts. And even in that moment he's like, we didn't do it. Lando's like, no, you did. The mere fact that you are here. The mere fact that you let everyone here was the success. Yeah. Now you got help.
1: Yeah. That's why that moment's so powerful. The fire wouldn't be there unless you let that spark. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because that's what Lando's out telling the core planets. Like, a tiny handful of resistance led by... General Poe Dameron Mm -hmm. and General Finn are out there fighting and they're going to die unless we can be as brave as they are. Yeah. And you know that. uh, Yeah. I I think it's just such a specific uh, picture of literally holding on to hope and literally Mm -hmm. being a spark, you know, even relates to the um, Leia line that gets quoted by Holdo in the last Jedi about, you know, if you only believe in the sun when it's out, He'll never make it through the night. Right. And it's almost literal where it, when he comes up over that star destroyer and sees everybody, there's all this literal oh, light yeah. behind them, you know? So great. Uh, it's so powerful. So Yeah, I, I think he, he succeeds because he's looking for guidance. Lando mm. tells him, here's a way to hold on to hope. Just remember that you're not alone. Yeah. Even though you feel like, hey, people might run away. You might feel like running away. Yeah. But if you're with other people, you're not mm. alone. And the fact that he asks for help instead of like doubling down and going mm. I have to be the leader I'll figure it out yeah and just goes no I mean there's there, there's no value in in being the sort of the um the the uh, leader version of the hot shot yeah yeah I'm, I'm asked Finn to do this with me and they give that great rousing speech together right and he inspires people holds on to that hope and it uh it works out in a beautiful way mm-hmm so Zori how do you so- what do you, What are your thoughts on how Zori helps him on his journey? I, I really think by by really not just placing his
3: past in, in front of him, and all jokes aside, hey, somebody might may, may, maybe has feelings for, or was left yeah. unsaid, and it, you know, I can make my my Zori is uh, beautiful to me jokes, but but that's all there, and that's presented to him, and it is a. It is a path of least resistance. That's not a bad path. It's also a chance to correct an error, you know, like you just said, with the crew. Uh, does he want to do it? And and he's literally staring out into a city being destroyed. Kids being harvested
1: or they yeah, came for the kids already, already. Yeah. Um, Couldn't stay, take the screams anymore It's a yeah. hell of a dark thing and to it's say.
3: Very dark, right? And, then, and she's literally got, I know a lot of people, like, I understand it's, 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 it's a simple plot point, but uh, I've got this magic token we can get on out. And the fact that it's all right there and hard to it's not easy for him to leave. That's that's part of the point, too, Yeah, is when he looks when she opens up that mask. You want to come with me? Like, I don't think she's even believing it at the moment. You know, she's probably just, you know, probably almost in the same boat and her. But I just like it's all there in front of him. And it's just a a stark, vibrant reminder of no, no, I can't. I can't. And I think I think in that literal moment,
1: it helps him uh, her loss affects him as well too. Or the, the, the assumption. Yeah. 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 I think it, I think there's something powerful in like, he knows he's not going to run away from the fight as he tells her. Yeah. But I feel like Zori being somebody uh, from his past, somebody not directly right now involved with the resistance Mm -hmm. allows him to show how much doubt he's feeling. Yeah. I think just that has got to be cathartic and helpful for him to go like, I don't know. We, we, we put a call out on Crate and no one came. Maybe maybe the galaxy is just too afraid and maybe this hope that we're going to be the spark and light things is just dumb. And the fact that she says, I don't believe you believe that Mm -hmm. it's just this really nice kind of beautiful pep talk. And then on top of it, that level of forgiveness from, I want to see your brains in the snow to I know who you really are Mm. You 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 believe that that people will rally around you, and in fact, you want to run away with me. Yeah, <laughs> is yeah. and in fact, here I know you need to save your friend. Here, take right. my ticket out. Like I feel like there's so she gives him so much. Yeah, in forgiveness it, being a big part of it.
3: Yeah, power of forgiveness. It's that's that's interesting. I like that take.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and what Lando offers him is is pretty. Pretty yeah. straightforward. Yeah. Uh, heading toward the end of our conversation here, um, to address uh, potential criticisms for old Poe, do you think he was a good leader in yeah. the rise of Skywalker?
3: Yeah, I I'll, I push back that on that one a lot more than some of the other criticisms. Uh, you know that I can understand even even the Finn, even the Finn stuff. You know, uh, I I don't. It's such a weird BS way to look at leadership that you can never have moments of doubt or falter. I, it, it, I don't, I, just someone who's been in those situations, I, I, it, that, that would I, it actually, I've had those discussions. It actually kind of upsets me in a way. <laughs> like it goes to the Luke Skywalker thing, the Ryan Johnson saying, you don't just level up and never go back. So you, again, laying it down. Uh, oh, I need to be a leader. I need to not sacrifice people for missions all the time. And what does that mean? And then, all right, I got it, I got it. And he struggles. And then we just said his success is in just simply doing the success comes from trying or being there. And the success doesn't come from a perfect strategic plan or we got this. We're all dying, but we got it. Like, I love that he has that two or three real moments. Yeah. It's more realistic and more what a leader or being a leader actually feels like. Yeah. I don't, that one's, that one, you're on the surface then if, you're sliding around the surface of things. If that's where you think Poe is as a leader,
1: yeah. And the more I, I watch the film, the back and forth. Everybody helps make the plan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even even Rose that we could have used more of has part of the plan. Uh, but then when when Poe and Finn get to the part of like rousing,
2: like that's yeah.
1: leadership. Yeah, in that line where we're we're not we're going to do this for Leia. We're going to do this for our mothers and fathers so yeah. what they fought for was not in vain. Like it, it, building up to the fin line we talked mm-hmm. about of, you know, we're going to take the war to them because they've taken enough of us. You know, it's it's literally inspiring. And then even in the in the space yeah. battle, he does have the, like, hey, fly at this level so they can't shoot at you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stay in it as, as long as we can. Is, is great leadership. Get strategy, inspiration, right. delegation skills, comedy with a flashlight. What more do you want? What more do you Out want? Out of a good leader. Uh, all right. So final question uh, for our main topic. If you got to write some Poe adventures, what would be next up for Poe? <laughs> uh, it's a surprise uh, wedding to Zori
3: or maybe <laughs> Finn. It doesn't matter to me either way. But alone with friends, alone with friends. I think I think he goes into government and I don't think he has an easy time with it. And I think he misses fighting. And I think he goes down almost like a little Han route, but I think in the end he becomes uh, an elected official yeah. in the Republic. And I'd write that path.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I have a similar thing, slightly different. Yeah. I think he would begrudgingly agree to be interim chancellor. Yeah, be like you you, 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 Once we get this set up and find some votes. Yeah. This is not what I want to. Yep. I wanna yep. Do. I have these skills. That's what's so <laughs> compelling about this character. He has all the skills to be a leader. Yeah. Is that where his heart is? Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, you can be interim chancellor for a while and then go on uh, adventures with Zori and Finn and the whole gang. And Babu Frick. Hey, hey. (laughs) There's a character with a perfect arc. Babu Frick. So that is our look at the arcs of Poe and Finn in The Rise of Skywalker.
3: Absolutely lovely. I love that. Uh, Lessons enlightened. I love still learning about uh, these movies. Uh, I joke about only seeing it four times, but these movies continue to reward you if you look into it. So I appreciate you taking us through that, Joseph. Uh, And we're going to go to the power of the light side. Yeah. Uh, Would you like to do the honors for this one? Yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, we'll trade off.
1: it would be great. Uh, This comes from a listener and a Patreon member, uh, Connie Shee. Connie. And Connie says, Ken said something on a recent main show that resonated with me. (laughs) And it wasn't hey, hey. Uh, Ken said, Star Wars is best understood by adults, but best loved by children. I wholeheartedly agree with his philosophy. The way that children love Star Wars is one of the reasons why the franchise is special to me. I recently crossed paths with a young girl, about eight years old, dressed as Rey, on her way to see The Rise of Skywalker. The look of excitement on her face was unforgettable and made my heart grow three sizes. Her excitement mirrored mine as a child watching Return of the Jedi way back when... While the Skywalker saga will always be at the heart of the franchise, I love that storytelling has branched out through projects accessible for children, like Forces of Destiny, Star Wars Resistance, and the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel. I believe Star Wars will continue to live on through the hearts and imagination of children. The future of the franchise is bright. Oh, that's great, Connie. That's great. That's so true,
3: man. You are just looking to an eye of a child talking about anything they love.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think uh, this is incredibly uh well written and articulated uh, by Connie, but I think Connie is right to call out your great quote yeah. as well, stars is best understood by adults but best loved by children. Mm. And I think that's that's a just a really elegant way uh, to say what Connie is also saying mm. of like hey, it's really great to break down yeah. Who had an arc? How was it successful? What was the transformative moment? But also to just be able to see things as we did when we were kids and just go, yeah. oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. I just we we've, we've, lo- I love this media
3: discussion age. I love it. I just I just see so many people losing out on the joy that is there for them if they it. They just turned into the eight year old. And it's not that you're just going, yay, bang, bang, ship flying. It's it's just these
1: movies are built on emotion. Yeah. And you don't have to be able to articulate. Articulate exactly what Ray's journey is in The Force Awakens and how it does and does not match up with Joseph Campbell myths and how mm-hmm. it is similar or dissimilar. From you can watch that as an eight year old and just see she's alone yeah. and uh, doesn't and, and doesn't know what to do next, mm-hmm. but she figures it out yeah. and she wins. Yeah. Yay! Poe Poe is fighting in the ship.
3: It's uh, the lightning is scaring him. He's uh, uh, he has fear, but he
1: sticks around and succeeds. He hopes his friends are going to come, ah, and they do. They do. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> and Joseph and Ken do the rest of the show as sketch characters. Right? <laughs> Thank you, Connie. For yes. that. Connie's in our Discord server uh, a lot and sharing some uh, more words of wisdom that uh, like the one she did here today. Audience questions now from Twitter, Lyndon Kaiser. Did Palpatine's ac- acolytes recover Vader's helmet on Endor? I can see Palps ordering his Sith scientists to clone bodies from traces of Anakin's D- DNA found with him. The imperfect results are Snoke. Ooh, revenge! Return to power in the body of the guy who killed you. <laughs> hmm. Yes, hmm. Yes, I can look. I, I acolytes and beyond, and Sith alchemists and scientists. I still want to find out more of those, or maybe yeah. we never will. We'll have great headcanon stuff like what Lyndon's saying here. Yeah, uh, I can definitely see Palpatine, the spirit of Palpatine, being a little obsessed with the Skywalker family
1: or Vader afterwards. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like when Force Awakens came out, and like, how did Mons get the lightsaber? How did Kylo get that? Help? That that feels like yeah, no, they uh, clearly they they were they were scooping up all the dark side uh, yeah. stuff ephemera throughout the galaxy real collectors yeah. uh so i i do like that idea i think this is a really cool and interesting idea i think mm-hmm. for my own headcanon i it, it well it's really neat the, the idea is scrape the dna from the helmet and eh, <laughs> eh, it's not great so you get a snoke yeah uh yeah i think that's really f- interesting that's really fun that's really clever but for me I, there's something about anakin making his final choice that i feel like the DNA, even the DNA of Anakin Skywalker at that point right. would say nope, nope. To, to Palpatine and would, and would push back. Push back. Oh, a great theory. Linda. Yeah.
3: Connix is queen, right? How should we go about praising a franchise that seems to give in to hatred concerning the question of Rose, even if unintentional? Doesn't this undermine a Star Wars accepting tone? All right. So this is a, this is a big question. Yeah. Uh, but the character of Rose Tico and uh, did uh, give into to hatred. What do you think about this?
1: Here? Yeah. And I should uh, point out, I found this one from just days after the film okay, came out. Yeah. So I think that's part of the reason that it is it is full of yeah. emotion and it's a, an important topic. I think specifically to how can we try to feel like this choice for Rose is a to diminish her role so much is okay. Yeah. I think for me, it, uh, there's a starting point of, you know, just choosing to believe the intent of the screenwriters mm-hmm. that the intent was to include Rose more. Mm. It didn't work. Uh, that's, uh, that's to me is a starting point of mm-hmm. it's not, you know, uh, out of any malice. In, in Conks Queen even says that of, even if on it unintentional yeah, yeah. doesn't, it's Um So uh, there's that level for me. There's also the level of, you know, for me it is my biggest criticism of the film. I think it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. But in terms of continuing to try to love Star Wars, I think one of the things that the sequel trilogy in particular has has right. said is eh, accept mistakes mm-hmm. and and hope and accept the hope that people will learn from the mistakes. Yeah. And I think if something like this happened with Rose and we didn't see so much other growth in mm. terms of better representation mm-hmm. like even in a film that sadly diminished rose we got the introduction of janna mm-hmm. a new character that hopefully we could tell stories about forever we right. got zori bliss another new character that hopefully we can mm-hmm. uh tell stories about forever so uh we also got a, a movie that really really made the choice to massively elevate the legacy of leia as a jedi mm-hmm. and i think made choices again and again to make sure that the film was centered on ray even if you don't like the choices made right a real choice was made to say this is her story so to me there, there's so many things about rise of skywalker and even in the books in the yeah. cartoons that are elevating women that are elevating uh and including people of color there's there's so much There's still so much uh, road to travel Mm -hmm. in better representation in Star Wars. But when I see that so much work is being done, it gives me great hope that the franchise continues to move towards more and more inclusion of everyone.
3: Uh, I really like what you're saying there in terms of specifically to Terrio, but I think even more to J.J. Abrams. Uh, J.J. Abrams, I think... And, and I'm not saying Connex's queen is is, is making this specific about J.J., um, but in some of the general general conversation, J.J. has quite a track record of doing good in these areas. Not perfect. He yeah, had definitely <laughs> learned from Force Awakens. <laughs> y- yeah. Uh, whoops. So that cast photo didn't do well. Uh, he then goes and meets with Gina Davis and head of it, you know, um, uh, the second unit director. First uh, is a woman, woman of color. Yeah. He's got a track record that uh, I choose to. Uh, we'll go with Terryo on this a little bit, but how do you not think? How do you not think?
2: Yeah, uh, how do
3: you keep your hope alive in, in Star Wars? But yeah, yeah, yeah. But even, but even um, specific to JJ and Terryo, or to the conspiracy theories of those above. How do you not go? Hey, this is not going to look good. I'm still, I'm still wanting the, uh, that answer. Who, what, what meeting did did someone raise their hand and go? Hey, we have to cut. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, uh, yes. We'll never know. But I, I I want to focus on the bigger themes like you have I think that's where you go that's where you go is is the track record star wars lessons and always the hope of tomorrow yeah uh you know first steps, sometimes leaps sometimes shuffles that's the way it is um Patreon come more here Jim val. Jim's written us before. Yes. I found it interesting in episode nine that Palpatine refers to Leia as the princess of Alderaan and not the daughter of Skywalker after Ben's turn. I like to think that this is pure pettiness (laughs) and that he is unable to accept that it is the Skywalker family that has once again thwarted him. What are your thoughts? Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's one of my favorite little
1: moments. Yeah, it's really interesting because so many ways that he could have mm-hmm. said he could have said you know Leia Organa he could yep. have said you know the daughter of Skywalker like or that other Skywalker twin mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of things he could have said. I feel like for me Princess of Aldron is there a little bit in a like it's a it's a colorful way for for the audience to truly understand who he's talking about. Yeah, um, but I feel like in world for Palpatine's perspective Aldron is a bit of a diss. Yes. You know, the princess of the planet I destroyed. (laughs) Bit of a diss. And I also think it's just it's a a fun reminder of uh, they go back a ways like she was hidden from him for birth. But where did she end up in the Imperial Senate? Yeah. Messing up his plans, building a rebel alliance under his nose. So Mm. I think. I wonder if that's just almost like Palpatine's like kind of one of those old men where like, (laughs) hey, if the uh, sandwich shop uh, right by you used to be called Sammy's and then it (laughs) changed and it's been, you know, called sandwiches uh, by Todd for 20 years and he still refers to it as Sammy's is the, you know, the first name. Yeah. I almost feel like there's that just like Princess of Alderaan. She's been bothering me since she was in the Senate. Uh, 100% 100%
3: aboard because, you know, he definitely acknowledges her as, as Skywalker because, he, he you know, Kylo, he's, you know, calls him the last Skywalker whatever. Like he so he knows he's, the he, line. Yeah, he's he's aware of the bloodline. He's aware of the bloodline. <laughs> he was there in the throne room when uh, Vader Phil, felt it. So I love that like, you thought of the rebellion. That's probably in his from his point of view, that's probably the more valuable part of her past. Like, yeah, grrr, Luke and Anakin did this to me, but. She raised an army with it, So, yeah. And then also, yeah, just the. Uh, well, actually, she's a Skywalker. Uh, she's an organic. So, yeah, I like, I like that example a lot. There.
1: Yeah, it is a great uh, question from Jim. <laughs>
3: Thanks, Jim. Heath Rezabek. What are your what are you most looking forward to revisiting as you rewatch classic Clone Wars episodes? Get ready. I'm not watching them all, but I'm enjoying cherry picking. Yeah, this is going to be the big thing. A full on Clone Wars rewatch. Yeah, it's pretty impossible. I mean. So much for me, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, for myself, I, I've already cherry picked a lot of my favorite mm. episodes. Uh, you know, they disappeared from Netflix and, and we were in a vast, horrid uh, wasteland for a while yeah. there. And when they came back to Disney, plus I have rewatched a lot of my favorite uh, single episodes. But, uh, I think my wife and I were kind of midway through a rewatch of Clone Wars, and I think we're going to jump to a couple of the really necessary arcs. And for myself, I'm really, really looking forward to rewatching. Ahsoka leaving the order yeah. and the whole story with Barriss and everything that leads up to that. Cause I haven't revisited that arc mm. in a little while. And obviously that one's going to be super uh, crucial to season seven. Yeah. That, and, and also
3: the season five
1: stuff with the, uh,
3: the chip and the clone and the, you know, fives and yeah, all that Season stuff. six. Is, is yeah. That season yeah. Six? yeah. 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 Season six. Uh, and then uh, I think I might watch most of season five and six just straight through again. You know, that's smart. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. go through other ones as as I as I scroll through. Yeah. Heath, Heath that's how I do it. I just <laughs> scroll through dig, 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 That one ding ding, <laughs> ding. popcorn ding, ding ding. Um so but yeah, 6 in season 6 you got less episodes. Um what 12 or so, right? Yeah. Something like that. So easy to get through. But not easy to get through the whole show, but God bless those that do. Uh thank you to Heath Jim Connex's Queen and Lyndon Kaiser for your questions today. If you have questions for us, you can reach out at T- uh, Four Center Pod on Twitter. Use hashtag Force Center. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We're on Instagram as well. Podomatic. Uh, Use of our old hosting site, but we are on Anchor which means our podcast is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. Uh, but our website is uh, still at uh, 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 oh my gosh, I forgot, uh, ForceCenterPod, for right now. <laughs> uh, that's why I was saying the word Podomatic. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash ForceCenter. Patreon, we got some goals, Joseph, and we, we even hit one. We even hit one.
1: Yeah, we hit a couple goals, and uh, you'll be hearing more about it, but mm-hmm. uh, Ken, we hit the goal to have our, our friend and Tony Thaxton, write new theme music for your show. Oh,
3: that's going to be fun. And I've reached out to him already. Star Wars Ranked, going to get some new music. But Tony, he's a talented young man. He's out on (laughs) tour right now, drumming with Motion City Soundtrack. So uh, when he comes back from tour, we're going to start working on it. Yeah,
1: those wheels are rolling along. I'm so excited. Tony always knocks it out of the park, and I'm so excited to hear what what you think the sound of Star Mm -hmm. Wars Ranked should be going into the future. If you want to help us with that, you can go to patreon.com slash pass some more goals, and we will have more news about those coming up very soon.
3: And you can follow our own uh, adventures and other podcast shows, books, writings, comedy uh, appearances, and more at uh, our own stuff. Go to me at uh, KenNapsuck.com and follow me at KenNapsuck.
1: Excellent. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw and go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com for everything else. In particular, if you're in the Los Angeles area, this upcoming Friday, I have a game night variety show, the monthly comedy show I do. Excited about that. Uh, one of the guests is going to be an old friend of mine from Minneapolis who recently moved to Los Angeles, uh, Christopher Jones. He's a comic book artist and he is doing some, uh, some uh, screen board animation <laughs> stuff. Uh, storyboard. There we go. Storyboard uh, (laughs) for Young Justice. Uh, He's an awesome guy. He's going to be a guest. And then I did want to shout out my podcast obsessed uh every star wars movie since the force awakens had the same group of guests uh matt Belknap, riley silverman and clark wolf and myself discussing the latest star wars movie we've got a uh two hour long episode about obsessed some of my guests uh, are about uh, the rise of skywalker some of my guests uh loved it uh, some did not as much and we have a spirited but friendly discussion about that if you are interested that is available on my website josephsgrimshaw.com
3: a lot for you all to take in, and we appreciate your support. We appreciate of all that they can them on the local news. There's a lot of choices in local news, we're happy you <laughs> chose us. We're happy all of you are here on the Force Center Adventure. We'll see you next time. This was Force Center.